This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Project Manga Podcast, where we cover One Piece, My Hero, Black Clover, Marshall, Dr. Stone, and Jujutsu Kaisen, week to week. Back this week covering Weekly Shonen Jump, issue number 25. I'm your host, Eagle. And I'm Knox. And I'm Nickums. And we are joined tonight by a very special guest, the Broken Ronin. What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Broken Ronin here, as I was introduced. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hell yeah. Yeah, man, it's not often we get to have guests on the show because, like, we cover so many different books that it's, like, yeah. not a lot of people, you know, read everything that we cover. So it's it's awesome you were able to pull up real yeah. quick for any of our audience that might not be familiar with you or your content. Just uh, let them know where they, you know, who you are, what, what you do, and where they can find you. Yeah, so uh, channel name is Broken Ronin. Um, you can, I guess, find me also on Twitter at The Broken Ronin. Uh, what I do basically is a lot of anime and manga analysis content. Uh, if you take a look on my channel, you would see a lot of it's Jujutsu Kaisen just because I'm really passionate about that series. Theories, character analysis, all kinds of good stuff, uh, like, you know, focusing on other series. I, I cover a bunch of different things, but especially if you like JJK, My Hero, and a bunch of other of those, like, uh, weekly Shonen Jump series, I think you would, uh, you know, enjoy my channel and enjoy some of the videos I have to offer. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. Um, Great content. Yeah, and of course, we'll put links down in the description for anywhere you can follow Ronan and people what he's got going on. Yes, sir. And as usual, while you're down in that description, peeping his links, go ahead and take a look at ours, you know, our uh, where you can follow our individual social media accounts like Twitter. Join our online communities such as Discord. Watch the or listen to the podcast, rather, wherever you would normally listen to podcasts. And also, there's ways to support us that you can check out down there, like our online shop and our Patreon. Sir. Also, timestamps that you can use to conveniently navigate through the video and avoid spoilers if need be. And yeah. uh, with all that said, how you guys feel about Jump this week, man? Oh, Ooh. man. No, uh, no One Piece, but I'm hyped that Ronin's here for this Jujutsu Kaisen chapter, because holy shit. Yes, yes, yes. Really good. Really good all around. Really good all around uh, Jump this week, gotta say. Absolutely. Yep. I would agree, well. I mean, I, I would say let's uh, let's waste no time getting into it. <laughs> let's let's talk about Jujutsu Kaisen chapter one hundred and forty nine, perfect preparation part two. And seeing as you're our guest tonight, I let's uh, let's let Ronan kind of take take the take the helm here. Yes. What do you think of okay. this chapter, man? Yeah. So so starting off, I will say this chapter in comparison to the other ones we've been seeing is very action oriented. Um, as like before, we've kind of seen Gega Akutami has been setting up a lot of the cooling games, a lot of exposition, a lot of character setup, telling yeah. us who's going where and all that good stuff, which is fine. That has its place in manga, but it's not nearly as just like hype and exciting as seeing our characters throw hands in the way that Gega is really good at doing. Yeah. yeah. So 
we get a big focus on Maki and Mai's relationship and kind of the dynamic between those two. And I, I'm guessing we'll kind of go into more details we kind of discuss and unfurl. But overall, this is just a really good chapter and something that I personally was really excited to see, especially since about a month ago, I kind of called Maki was going to go through this development. So I was hyped when I saw this. Fuck yeah. Hey, yeah. Good shit. Hell yeah. And this is, this is, I feel like, something that has, for a lot of people, been something that we've really wanted to see from Maki, but wasn't mm -hmm. sure exactly how Gage was going to deliver that if they wanted to or if they were at all. Obviously, the events of the end of the chapter let us know a great deal about the future of Maki's character. Mm -hmm. And, and yes. that's something that I feel like <laughs> a lot of people had been like having their fingers crossed for in regard oh. to Maki, you know what I mean? And now, and now it, it seems like it's kind of here. One thing I wanted to do before we really get into like the events of the chapter and kind of like go through it from, from start to finish, I wanted to jump forward a little bit and just... um. There's a uh, inside of what I've seen in like comment sections and inside of like the the the, the community for Jujutsu Kaisen since the chapter dropped. There seems to be a little bit of confusion um, around like what kind of happened to Maki after the events of these chapter. I just want to mm. say, just nip it in the bud right now that at least I thoroughly am very confident that Maki did not get cursed Mai's cursed energy and a cursed technique. Oh. No, okay. no, no, no. Right. She okay. said explicitly, I'll, I'll take the curse energy with me. Great. But I, I, I'm just, you know and, I, yeah. and, and I'm sure that we all, you know, we're kind of on the same page there. This is more so for the audience that may have been confused. What we're seeing mm -hmm. here at the end of this chapter is a fully realized heavenly restriction. And right, like right. Not, the Toji know, like, comparison. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that was something that, like, I saw people arguing about, and I was like, I don't know why people arguing are arguing about this, but I, I, I want to make a point to like throw that out there at the beginning of the conversation so that we're all kind of on the same page about like what kind of happened there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, just what a what a sad thing, you know what I mean? To like, mm -hmm. yeah, to have that rule in place where if you have a twin, you, you one has cursed energy, one does not, and if the one that doesn't wants to be fully realized, like the other one has to die. Like, ah, yeah, yeah, that's, that's rough. That's super that's, rough. That is rough as hell, man. And my dying in Maki's arms, like re, uh, kind of like recreating that symbolism from the cover of the last chapter. Oh, sure, like both of them, both of them in that like fetal position. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit! What a way to to kind of like end that um that stretch of storytelling there. Damn. Yeah. Sad as fuck, dude. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I mean, it was just. Like, I know we all kind of share the same sentiment, but that was honestly a very sad, like, really emotional thing. Because one, I think even though Mai is kind of portrayed to be this really kind of almost annoying person, mm -hmm. as you kind of understand what she's put through, you kind of realize, okay, maybe I should take a step back and realize, okay, I'm I'm kind of blaming a victim of this, like, vicious cycle and system that's been made to just make her feel this way. And then when you realize that, like, honestly, Mai was a major part of Maki's whole motivation, right? The reason she wanted yeah. to take over the clan, as we see last chapter, and it's kind of been shown for a long time, is not only because she wants to kind of stick it to the Jujutsu Sorcerers and the Zenin clan, um, that she's powerful and she can be strong without cursed energy or cursed techniques, but it's also because she wanted to create an environment in which Mai could feel safe and comfortable for herself. So I think it's kind of poetic that with Mai's passing, with Mai's death, um, her desire to become head of the clan also dies, right? right? And she decides, okay, you know, you you took my away from me uh, inadvertently, so I'm going to just rip it apart, right? Instead mm -hmm. of trying to reform, instead of trying to like try to change it, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna raise it all, destroy yeah. it, get oh, rid yeah. of it, Scorched and that's dirt. cold. 
super cold. Yeah, dude, I love that, and and it's yeah. um it's very exciting because when you think of a of a character like Toji Ushiguro in the story, um when he was introduced inside of the hidden inventory flashback, like that was a very drastic situation. It was the dude who killed Gojo. It was like this huge tone shift in the in the narrative, and now we're seeing that in a protagonist now. So like that's like extremely exciting. You, I'm thinking of how the main cast is going to deal with the odds inside of the culling game and inside of Kenjaku's puppeteering and things like that. And it seems so stacked on the enemy side, especially coming out of Shibuya with the losses that we saw in that arc. So seeing like fully realized Maki, you know, with a with a with a full heavenly restriction on par with Toji makes mm -hmm. the makes the the you know, not the, the stakes, but like the scaling. I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for right now, but it, it brings a level of balance to the conflict that we're about to go into that sure, makes it yeah. a little bit less nail bitey. You know what the I mean? The power balance. Yeah, because dude, Toji was acting a fool in Shibuya. You know what I mean? Oh so it's God. like, it's like yeah. when, she, when Toshi was around, like nobody could breathe in Shibuya. And that was the <laughs> highest stakes that we had seen so far. You know what I mean? So now we're going into you know, the culling game with a Toji legitimately on our side. So it's like, mm -hmm. that's really intense. And it makes me it makes me wonder if we have such a broken ally now, what are these enemies going to look like in this fucking arc? You know what I mean? Exactly. Hmm. Hell yeah, man. I also love that, like, Toji, like, I feel like when Toji came back, you know, in the Shibuya incident arc, I was pretty hyped, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes, yeah. like, Toji's back. He's not dead, you know what I mean? And then Toji mm -hmm. ends up, you know, dying the puppet or whatever died or whatever yeah. um and it's like damn but toji was such a cool character it's like okay we got toji back it's just maki now maki's toji now yeah exactly. and right. honestly toji came in he did his thing he was an incredible character he broke the internet during the hidden inventory shit he played his role he came back in shibuya and went crazy again that's enough now like mm -hmm. we we have like toji you know essentially inside of maki and it's a completely different character but this is yes the character we want to be toji almost yeah. more than just having mm -hmm. toji in the story i feel like you know what mm -hmm. i mean almost to a certain degree but it means more like thematically to have mm -hmm. this kind of like this cycle uh kind of break itself now one thing i wanted to touch upon a little bit is like the details um that akutami like kind of brings back like so if you guys noticed um the sword that mai makes for maki is basically an exact replica of toji's yeah that gave yeah. me goosebumps upon realizing that but what also got me is um, I don't know if you guys read the interviews, um, but basically there was this kind of point in Toji's life where they would just throw him in this like dungeon or this room full of cursed spirits and mm -hmm. then just have him battle it out. And that's how he actually canonically got the scar on his face, right? That little oh, thing on so his face. So it's lip. like a room similar to this one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same, the same room. Same, same. Yeah. yeah. Because cause yeah. when he was like, he, uh, their father was like, yeah, this, this is a room for, uh, for basically training. But for you guys, we're just going to have you get eaten by curses. And I was like, wow, that's... He's really he he was really laying the parallel like the parallels between the two on extremely thick and making you know making it pretty well known that like okay this is the next step for Maki this is where she's going is not only a character but as like a powerhouse right because mm -hmm. yes. now before Maki was no scrub right she's not no, weak right, she's right. not like but we know in comparison right she couldn't handle Dagon which makes yeah. sense he's a special grade yeah. right you could see she those shortcomings yeah. when she was actually up against motherfuckers that weren't 
you know that you shouldn't fuck yeah. with in the series like the ones that were that were out here throwing out domains like it was right. like yeah. it was candy and i was right. like okay like <laughs> yeah. yeah but i mean like in the kyoto exchange event and whatnot she dominated that shit obviously because she's yeah. such a higher yeah. tier above everybody else involved physically so it, it set a um it set a tone for maki's character like it, it gave you a bunch of expectations of how she would perform in the actual field and i appreciate gege you know for their scaling inside of what they showed of maki inside of the shibuya incident because we had no idea that she was going to get this drastic progression you know right. in, inside of this pre-culling game situation so seeing her get um kind of manhandled by dagon and not have as you know um as impressive of a showing inside of the shibuya incident i feel like really um kind of demoralized maki fans to a certain degree especially mm -hmm. because of what people were saying about nobara inside of the shibuya incident just like the female power landscape inside of students inside of, of Jujutsu Kaisen has kind of felt underwhelming in conversation on the timeline, mm -hmm. or at least in, in certain, you know, conversational circles. So this is like huge, you know what I mean? Because it shows that Gege had a very long plan for all of these characters. And whenever you can yeah. feel that inside of the narrative, it feels really good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one of those hindsight, retro, retrospective, look back kind of situations that make you appreciate previous storytelling a little bit more. Right. Yeah, okay, one thing in particular, forward. I think Gegar Katami is not only really good at doing, but particularly did this part really well, is the foreshadowing. And I mentioned earlier a little bit that I kind of called this, but mm -hmm. like, I think when you look back, right, so in the beginning, Maki is said to have a heavenly restriction, but it's made well known that it is incomplete and she still has some cursed energy, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Moving forward a couple dozen chapters to Toji um yuki i think makes it clear he has zero absolutely none yeah. he's the right. only one like him right so that already makes a distinction like okay toji is his heavenly restrictions just on a completely different level and i right. think throughout shibuya where we see maki's like did i just get overpowered in a physical clash that's right that that gave me it's like okay she needs to get there and then yeah. when she was like there, there it's these small details that do it for me there's another the one the where, fight where is that what you were yeah. about to bring up yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, he's like, how is this, how is this thing with no cursed energy beating me, right? It's, and okay. it's like, he, he says something similar to Maki, but he makes it very clear that she has low cursed energy, not none. And I think mm -hmm. it's like, these it, continuously thing, Megumi, when he's fighting Toji, being like, he's like Maki, but fully realized. I think he, right. yep. I think Gagar Katami has slowly just kind of been pouring out like, okay, I don't know if you guys are, are listening, but Maki's Maki's not Toji, but she needs to get there because yes. Toji's out here washing special grades that Maki can't even touch, right? right? Mm -hmm. And right. now we have this massive jump that not only makes sense, yes. it's been foreshadowed for dozens and dozens of chapters. Yes. It also just adds a lot to her character. Mm -hmm. And moving forward, now she has the potential to actually act on her goals, whereas before she didn't really have the power to do so. And exactly. I think that's really cool. And it feels Hell really, yeah. it feels extra earned because Maki has such an impressive showing at the beginning of her character arc. And then you go straight into just L's, you know what I mean? And there's, and there, and she lost elegantly in those moments. You know what I mean? Like we loved yeah. Maki's performance, mm -hmm. even in the moments where she was being overpowered because she's just that good of a character. So when you have all of that buildup going into the eventual, um, you know, full realization of her character that we have by the end of this chapter, it feels so necessary and it feels so overdue. Like, it's like, I'm so happy that we're here right now, not, oh my God, this is jarring. What is this huge power increase? You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And another thing inside of that Dagon fight, when, when, uh, 
when Toji's working them with the with the playful cloud, you get a panel of Maki like studying yep. the entire situation. <sighs> like, so that's what I have to do. Exactly. That's what I can be one day. You know what I mean? And that was a huge point of conversation when those chapters were coming out on the show, specifically yeah. because we were like, okay, we know that Gege is setting this up. How are we going to get from point A to point B, though? You know what I mean? But right. now, obviously, we have that mm -hmm. that that destination. We're at it now, and it just feels so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man. And, and I'm yeah. going to have a, a little bit of a, a question. Oh, my bad. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say the art at the end of this chapter when uh, when it's the juxtaposition panel with Mark yeah. and Toji. Yeah. yeah. And his eyes. His eyes. Oh, and, yeah. You know, the fear. The absolute fear. And yeah, that's he the thumbnail. He just goes, <laughs> OD. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Full release. Okay, and well let's let's talk about that, that then. Yeah. That turn page or that <laughs> yeah. page turn. Yeah. I so was gross. like, what the actual fuck? Holy shit. Right. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna oh, talk no, about so I wanna talk to about um Ogi going into his techniques so um it felt very um fear induced like arms flaily like spaghetti yeah. arms like no yeah. you know no refinement no con you know no um focus it's just yeah. like oh my god malicious intent let me just mm -hmm. unload the clip and just spray in 360 <laughs> exactly. degrees and see if yep. i win you know what i mean like yep. there was no um Hello. you know it, it didn't really feel i mean considering like the previous confrontation with ogi he was a lot more confident he was a lot more yeah. reserved he was on his back foot because he knew how it was going to go you know mm -hmm. what I mean? They kind of had that entire mental battle before the physical shit even started, like we see in samurai and like warrior confrontations in Eastern fiction all the time. The, right, the right. time stops for both of them. They have the whole fight mentally, and then they finally go into their attack, and then one of them, you know, it kind of felt like that before more mm -hmm. refined, you know, mm -hmm. um, fighting styles. But here, it's like Toji. Well, rah! you know what I mean? Like, well, let's see, you know, and, and he gets his <laughs> yeah. fucking head sliced off. He's you know what so I mean? scared. He's so yeah. scared. So terrified. And that he to is, me, yeah. and to me, he's when he's like, my body remembers, but I I tried so hard to forget this fear. I was like, no, bro, that's cold. And yeah, then Gage's like man. gradient style into the blacks, like the yes. screen, like the, yeah. the you know the 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 light. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of whites in the screen tones going into the right. blacks and the this the fear, you know, panel. And then it's just boom. That's the thumbnail for sure. That that yeah. I think I don't know. And then I, I would think with a, with a warrior as experienced as Ogi, he he can you know release a refined technique at any point in time. he can i he just can. i the way i took it i guess is he knew it was enough of a threat where he just had to go full fucking right. release but and that's fine too but just comparing it from the last confrontation of this one he seems yeah, a lot yeah, more fidgety you know what i mean like like reaction or um i don't even know what the the term i'm looking for is but right 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 yeah, but like especially about. the bottom the bottom panel of 17 right like mm -hmm. he looks like he's kind of half terrified half like just screaming to hype himself up you know what yeah. i mean like really freaking out about it he mm -hmm. he doesn't seem as cool and collected as last chapter at exactly. all for sure exactly but you are totally yeah, right he, he was talking he, all that yeah. shit mm -hmm. he was he yeah. was like he's like you're worthless you're garbage you're the only reason i'm not the clan leader and i right. was like okay you keep talking and then it was like boom and his head was just in half and i was yeah. like yes Ma look at maki now i wanted to talk about something it's a little bit more low-key um but if you notice in that like double page spread after Maki mm -hmm. does her thing, there's these geese flying the in the middle yeah, panel. Geese. And um, I was kind of researching after because I was like, okay, there's no, there, there'd be no, there has to be a reason to just throw geese in here, right? Yeah, and right. it turns yeah. out um, geese and symbolism is kind of reminding you that like we take on quests or like these kind of like uh, these journeys or these um, decisions for our family. 
right? And for that to to mean that, like, Maki's kind of taking this on for Mai because that was Mai's mm -hmm. final wish and because, mm -hmm. like, these also kind of represent this, like, change in your path, in your direction. So sure. for Maki, I think for her to go from reforming to completely destroying, I think is like that, that was really cool. That's a really nice oh, nod yeah. where he just, he just throws that in. And if you get it, you get it. It's a nice nod. If you don't, I mean, it's just some nice art to look at as exactly. well with Maki yeah. being extremely yes. cold out here. So yes. well, it's the same, it's the same geese that are in the, uh, the beach scene with, with Maya and Maki as well. Mm -hmm. so. oh, oh, sure. Sure. Wow. Okay. Oh, yep. yeah, I see him right there on 10. What? Those are seagulls. Oh there, yeah, they are. Yeah, are yeah, they, I think, are, they, are I think they that is a different bird, isn't it? I think they're different. Well, you look at the beaks. No, the the one right next to the speech bubble on ten. The run, the butt. I do there. Then there's yeah. no point or whatever. Like that yeah. one looks like a goose. Yeah, but the yeah. one on the very very left yeah. looks like a seagull to me. Yeah, I I agree, Nick. But I mean, I mean we can we can assume right. that it's probably it's got to be the same bird. Otherwise, why would you show two different birds? The coloring on the wings and stuff looks the same. It is very very similar. Yeah, yeah, super super similar. Oh yeah. In terms of uh. Ogi's technique or whatever. Mm -hmm. Last last uh, episode of the podcast, I, right. I you know hypothesized, theorized that like, what if his extension of his blade was Mai's curse technique, right? Like right. that Mai inherited her technique from her father, and like mm -hmm. he just grew the blade, right? But like here, it's obviously yeah. fire, right? It's, yes. a, it's yeah. a fire blade, and you, we really couldn't tell last chapter because it's just yeah. white, you know what yeah. I mean? So and it says blazing courage, fire. so it made me think that like maybe he was turning yeah. his courage. <laughs> into fire kind of but like that like kind of feels a little bit too quirkish it's ironic like my hero academia yeah. i think it's irony and 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 i was mm -hmm. i was going to go i was going to go into that too but when i um the blazing courage thing because it made me remember like redestro from fucking uh my oh, hero sure. academia and how mm -hmm. he can turn his stress into a physical mm -hmm. aura yeah you know what i yeah. mean and and i for the first thing i thought when i saw blazing courage was courage into fire but i don't know how that really works in in jujutsu sure. terms but Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is it is ironic though, Ronan. You can go ahead on that point for sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was just gonna say it's ironic how his body feels this like immense fear, and he and he pulls out blazing courage. I think honestly, yeah. I think Gagar Kutami is a very interesting sense of humor in that sense where <laughs> yeah. um, he just likes to really make light of these like intense situations. Um, honestly, it's really it's really interesting. Uh, I think you get a lot of it um, throughout many chapters. This one especially, I think you feel like this really this like catharsis seeing this not only just yes. seeing ogi get mm -hmm. taken out but the fact where like maki is just standing there right after yeah. no remorse just perfectly fine What's she's like fine. all right let she's like yeah let's get started and oh, i'm yeah. i'm waiting for naoya versus maki i need <laughs> I need, need naoya to pull up with this energy because bro. if he does he's getting smoked you want to talk and about cathartic bro oh my god it, bro yes. when when naoya okay yep we, we already we, we're on the same page there that's yep. gonna be fucking incredible yeah. yes 100%. i wanted to um i wanted to talk about like ogi's death here because mm -hmm. i think i said mm -hmm. uh last week that he we might get deeper character writing for ogi you know in the future because of how he was crying after he, he cut down maki and like i was kind of mm -hmm. talking about how you know maybe the indoctrination of the zenian clan's protocols and day-to-day -day, you know life for over decades and decades of time have kind of i don't know if jaded is the right word but it's kind of um warped the outlook of right. the zenian males to the point where yes you think your kids suck if they're not strong but they're still mm -hmm. your kids you know what I mean? So it's kind of, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I wanted to give him a lot more credit than he was fucking worth last week because he's 
literally crying as he cuts down Maki. And I was like, mm -hmm. is he crying because he can't help it because he knows it's wrong to cut down his daughter? But that's but that ideology is fighting the Zenin clan ideology of like absolute power inside of men. So I thought we were going to get like this super deep character arc for Ogi, but no, fuck him. Yep. Now I'm yep. thinking that like he was crying for himself yep. in that moment. Yep. Like I'll never yeah. be as good I, as my brothers because of both... you. You know what I mean? Yeah, equally yeah. possible and yeah, honestly mm -hmm. i wouldn't even put it past akutami to posthumously like give ogi character writing he did that with toji oh, sure. right yeah, that's true he's done that that's with true. characters before like right. i think it just depends if I, it might honestly work in a way that's like okay sure ogi died before we got the characterization but it might mm -hmm. make it like in retrospect as maki continues to cut down these people i think it'd be a very interesting technique to after maki cuts them down mm -hmm. we're kind of like why were they like this and yes. and things oh. like that and that would be i think really really cool i think that would be a lot different than a lot of other authors tend to do Absolutely. their stuff a lot of them they front load you with backstory yep. which is cool that's fine that's perfectly valid mm -hmm. but i think doing it in the opposite way would create a really interesting effect where you kind of feel like heavier and heavier and you start feeling less and less catharsis with each death because you're like oh wow even though they're messed up they were a human being too yeah right and, and kind of how far almost it's kind of this i think recurring thing um that's been in jujutsu kaisen it's like this line between like like the the evil that the cursed spirits hold within themselves and like the evil that humans have the capacity for like how close are we really between the two right we have curses that are extremely empathetic and like Dagon and like Hanami. And then we have human mm -hmm. beings that are just the scum of the earth mm -hmm. um, with like Naoya and all these other characters. So it's like, it's almost like, okay, this line starts to become really flipped. And it'd be really interesting if Akutami like humanizes some of these characters posthumously like a lot more. Yeah, for sure. And they're really good at doing that. So like the more that mm -hmm. we see it, since it is kind of a rare storytelling technique to do it the opposite way, like you said, Ronan, whenever Gege does it, it's like, I, I feel like I just want them like just just go ahead you have the you have the keys you know what i mean like do what you got to do you can do that mm -hmm. i feel like as many times as you want like it's so um successful inside of characters like gojo and toji you know what i mean like whenever gege wants to do that i feel like that's a part of their style and it just fits for the pacing of the series too because we want to yeah. keep the action going but gege does such a good do job of you know fleshing out concepts and giving us world building even in wholly action-based chapters you know what i mean mm -hmm. so since since they have the pacing yeah. down pat you can afford to introduce a character give them light character writing have them die and then give them more character writing later and it's all going to fit cohesively into your you know your storytelling structure you know mm -hmm. what I mean? yeah yeah i'm I'm, for sure. I'm i'm super here for for a situation like that absolutely Ronan. yeah now I had a little bit of a question just because this was kind of like bothering in the back of my mind because i after i read the chapter i was nobody could tell me anything about this chapter i was <laughs> yeah. like it's fire yeah. it's great yeah. i don't really care what you have to say about it yeah but can i, I guess the question really i think i can guess mm. the question yeah. and, ahead, if, and if this isn't your question then i have a question too is, <laughs> your, is your question about the sword Ooh, i was gonna ask about that later but that wasn't the one i was talking about All right, yet. go ahead but yeah you, go ahead okay. go ahead so I was I was wondering, did you guys like I didn't read the spoilers, right? Mm -hmm. This was all new to me. But have you guys been like seeing the community around the the JJK like chapter spoilers? I like, was there for the spoilers. Mm -hmm. Did you see no. the reaction to it? Yeah, that, I did. People were like, "This is garbage." This was what, I what's was, up? Like, what's up with Gege and all this incest in yeah. their characters? Gege, yeah. and I was like, and, and, some, and I'm like, yeah. Bro. <laughs> Someone was like, I was like, yeah. yeah, like that was just a like, come on now, like you're really, you're really stretching, like. No, yeah. I'll give you Mei Mei, right? Mei that's Mei straight and, up. And Ui yeah, that's Ui is weird. Yeah. And you I'll can't give deny you that. that. 
but this situation is like they're siblings and one of them is and dying. they're dying like, yeah like was it was it yeah. cpr like, it looked like cpr to me you know what um, i mean like i think i think it was and, a, really, and isn't it in their mind i think the kiss was a catalyst for the dream sequence Sure. Okay, I can I can believe that too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, at least that's like, what I Maki's saw. Maki's knocked say. out. Maki's knocked yeah. out. She's uh, Mai's touching her heart and like, yep, mm -hmm. she's alive. You're you're yep. tough, yeah. you know. And then she goes in for mm -hmm. like this kiss, quote unquote. I guess. I mean, if she, this is the even... last time I'm gonna see my sister, why not? One, we're right. siblings. Two, we're fucking twins, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. this is not. You can't even try to compare this to Mei Mei and Ui Ui, and you're fucking weird for trying. Yeah. And you're yeah. extra yeah. weird for it, making such a big stink when it's just spoilers and you have, like, half of the raws to look at. Like, you don't even have, like, full mm -hmm. imagery. You, right. to, to, you, like, you literally yeah. have, like, three little pictures and some text-based translations that may or may not be accurate. So it's like... What are what yep. are we really doing here? How long have you been, you know, on, yeah. on Twitter? <laughs> how how long have you been reading manga? Like yeah, just in yeah. general, right? <laughs> yeah. And and the thing the thing that had me like really kind of shook is like all these people, like it was almost like from what I saw, like a unanimous decision from all the people that like read leaks or whatever that this chapter was garbage. And I was like, Oh, maybe maybe he missed. I was like, I, I was sorry, and I was like, hold on, yeah. like yeah. I don't know, every single like I wasn't seeing a singular person stand up for the chapter. I read it, I'm like, I I honestly cannot yeah. pick out yeah. like thing that he did wrong they were like yeah. the death was bad i was like how yeah. i was like it's emotional for not only maki but us right yeah. one because my is a semi-fleshed out character but mm -hmm. two because we care about maki exactly. what maki cares about we care about right, right. exactly that, that's exactly right. how it is we don't have to it, it's almost like for example right with sumuki if sumuki died right oh and Man, I don't even want to speak that into existence. <laughs> yeah, don't but, manifest uh, that, please. But if that happened right, and Megumi was torn apart, <laughs> yeah. I'd be torn apart it. because Megumi's my favorite character. I don't right, have yeah. to know Sumuki in and out. It's because you have a connection to the characters right. that their empathetic feelings rub off on you, right? Mm -hmm. And and yeah. I feel like people are, are being like particularly like like just really, I don't know. It's almost like they, when they read other series, they give it all these benefit of the doubts, which is fine. I think you yeah. should for the most part. They give it yeah. the benefit of the doubt. They really analyze. But some people with JJK, it's just like what mm -hmm. you see is what you get, and they they see nothing past that. Exactly. They, they they remove the context that this is in the in context of a whole story. Yeah. They remove everything else that's happened, and it's just mm -hmm. like, ooh, my died, my not major character, bad yeah. author, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess. I think um I think a lot of that um and we were talking about this a little bit in the Yaga death you know chapter um you know a couple chapters ago and I, and I feel like a big thing it for a lot of people not everybody but i mm -hmm. i feel like what i'm noticing a lot inside of the community when i see complaints like these is that people have you know their experience with shonen storytelling and they have you know um the history of shonen storytelling that they kind of look back to and reference whenever they see things happening you know outside of what they're expecting right so when you are following a story and you think you, you know how it's going to go and then the author throws a curveball it's either going to go holy shit hype twist or it's going to go wait a minute they're handling something i thought that i was super familiar with inside of you know this area of storytelling differently and when people mm -hmm. experience things you know that they're um that they're expecting and it happens differently uh, for a lot of people the first reaction is this is bad because right. i know what's good I know what how yeah. this should be handled, and the author is doing something differently. So now I feel like I don't know as much as I thought I did, and that you know offends me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So right. so it, at least yeah. that's what it feels like to me inside of a lot of the community. So that's why I said in the Yaga chapters, it's like, look, we Gege has been establishing what death means in this series from the beginning, 
And not only do you have that theme constantly being rehashed and driven home throughout the series, you also have like the concept of Jujutsu sorcerers and what it means to be one also going on in the background. Mm. And when you look at all of the dialogue um, related to what it means to be a Jujutsu sorcerer, in pretty much every one of those conversations, you'll have people saying, I don't know what a meaningful death means. I see people die that I thought I would be with for my entire life. You know, as friends, like look at fucking Nanami and Haibara, look at fucking mm -hmm. all of these character interactions and character relationships throughout the series. Everybody just gets taken without a swan song, without this grandiose scene. You just see exactly. Haibara on a fucking stretcher one day and you're like, we were supposed to walk out of there together. That's what it's about. It's about, this is such a cutthroat, ruthless world that is very much like ours. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Think about anybody that you know that's died. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Did they get exactly? Did they get a crazy, you know, grandiose spectacle or platform to die on with a bunch of people right. surrounding them? No, they didn't. They fucking a lot of people die oh, alone. Man, you you know what I mean? You just put it. You just put my entire thoughts into words. It's like okay, mm -hmm. right? Does Jujutsu Kaisen handle death in the same way that like a Naruto does, or like older Gen right. Shonen, where you build up the death, you have them kind right. of like monologuing to themselves for a long time <laughs> before they slowly. And there's nothing. Honestly, I like right. that too. That's that has fine. its place in Shonen. Oh my god! But the that's thing so is, yes. you have to look at it for what it is. It, it it to me the analogy I always give is like okay, Akutame is trying to show you that death is not always and rarely is this grandiose large thing it happens and people die and you have to deal with that and hold them in your heart right especially if it's showing. quick especially if it's yeah. quick and they're alone it's like holy shit you think about how they died you think about how fast it was you think that they weren't surrounded by anybody that they love and that hurts you and mm -hmm. when it hurts exactly. you that deeply it develops you or progresses you in a certain way it changes you adds character whatever your outlook is significantly changed from that point on and like what more do we want in shonen storytelling right now than legitimate growth catalysts outside mm -hmm. of just exactly. i need to win in this moment because i'm getting my ass kicked what are other yeah. catalysts for growth that we can explore and mm -hmm. especially inside of the death theme it's like dude gege is clearly trying to show you a different way to do death in shonen and if you're going to yes. fucking sit there every time they do it and go well that's not like naruto well that's not like this manga or that manga that i'm used to that that molded my expectations of shonen so what are you doing gege are you trying to make me look like an idiot you know like, i totally see them you know what i mean like it's like it's like focus more on yeah. what the author is trying to show you instead mm -hmm. of instantly trying to compare it to other executions that you think were better exactly. you know what i mean They're, they have their own 100%. story you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, do you go to a comedy series and then expect this deep overarching narrative <laughs> that spans thousands of <laughs> chapters? Or do you go there to laugh, right? Yeah, Akutame right. is trying to show you the quick ways that people are taken from you and you're mm -hmm. expecting these long drawn out that's completely contradictory now if you don't like that that the way that's told that's fine it mm -hmm. would just mean jujutsu kaisen is him for you but you yeah. can't like you can't call out like the same way you can't call out a comedy for being a comedy and not anything else you can't call out jujutsu kaisen for literally executing on the themes that were set since chapter one yes. of the series yes and say that's a criticism it's i'm sorry to tell you it's just not it's just not a valid one right you just don't it, understand the story and that's fine but when people tell you fucking step outside of yourself and look down and go damn maybe i thought maybe i was just wrong about what i thought this series was trying to do it's not that big of a deal yeah. you know what mm -hmm. i mean like like at right. least now you understand the story you read every week better you know what right. i mean like be mm -hmm. be appreciative of that you know what i mean mm -hmm. and and even if you weren't convinced 
agree to disagree and understand that people have different outlooks on these things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to it, if you really have an issue with it, remember fucking Yuji's character. Because what's his whole thing? Wanting a meaningful death, surrounded by everyone who just gets yanked out of the fucking story, seemingly <laughs> arbitrarily, with no meaning behind it, you know, at, at right. first. Obviously, there's meaning there. But I think mm -hmm. that's what Gege is trying to do, is show you all of the kinds of deaths that Yuji does not want for himself. Wow. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. To, um, that, switch that, gears that's a, a really bit. interesting interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to stay on the on the death scene here, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and but switch gears a little bit. Um, in terms of like this quote unquote kiss or whatever, right? A couple more things that, at least like my my initial interpretation was CPR because like you know she says on page seven like this sucks. Yes. Like Mai's like this sucks. And then you have the underwater shot. Like the yeah. you're, it's in black water, bubbles bubbling up, and then Maki wakes up on a beach, right? It's as if she just was drowning and, and Mai saved her. You know what oh, I mean? Like, wow. That's, that's why is, I thought it was like CPR. This you know is I mean? a really cool line of thinking. You drag them out from drowning on the beach. You check their heart. Make right. sure it's still beating. All right. right. Boom. Into the into the mouth to mouth CPR. That's a really cool line of thought. Yeah. 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 I like Could that. Could be. Mm -hmm. Could be. It makes, makes complete well, sense. Yeah, let's talk about the sword. Yeah. So the sword. Okay. So the sword is cool. It's obviously hype. This is Toji's sword, essentially. From, from when he um, mm -hmm. attacked Ghetto and, and Gojo and Amanai, Rico. But my question is, how does Mai know to make this sword? To me, to me it's almost like, um, not, not, not necessarily that she knew what she was intending for. Was it because I'm, like... I'm sitting here thinking that it works almost similar to creation inside of Yao Yorizu, inside of My Hero Academia. That's kind of what, yeah, I think, that, mm -hmm. I think that's what she does. She, she does say that on the beach, that like, I can yeah. only make... Um, you know, one thing, it has to be small, it can't be complicated, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it is very similar to Yayo Rizu. Mm -hmm. Um The fact that, like, on the very last page, um, Maki is looking down at the sword and talking to Mai yeah. kind of tells me that, like, Maki views the sword as, as Mai, Mai, potentially. I like and, that And a so lot. The, the sword might be maybe Maki's, or sorry, Mai's, like, ultimate uh, application of her technique, right? She took all sure. of her life force and all of her personality and made a curse tool out of it mm -hmm. and this is it you know what i mean but how um, but how like the coincidence of it being the same sword as toji's just makes me think for some reason that my has encountered this sword before and that sure. is totally possible if it's a zenin tool mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. zenin clan keeps all the tools or whatever she has to have seen it or something like that but the fact that like there wasn't that scene ever injected into the storytelling of like them at least looking at curse tools together and seeing toji's blade there would have yeah. done wonders for this moment in my opinion you know what i mean like yeah. it was literally one panel of them a flashback of them looking at curse tools and having a conversation then you see you know that the fur so on the hilt in the corner of the page or something something like that that we can go back to and go okay mine knows about this sword because of this but it feels if, if that was the only like jarring moment for me in the entire chapter is that like how the fuck why did she make this sword in particular slightly slightly different uh version of what i just said but mm -hmm. what if this my has an inherited technique and this is the ultimate application of her inherited technique and toji's sword was made from the exact same way of a previous inheritor oh, of her technique fuck and this is just right? like the oh that's a cool angle because it is the like exact same sword i'm looking at the screenshot right now it's yeah. the exact same sword it is the exact same sword that's i, I kind of came in with a little bit of it 
a yeah. different angle. Sure. I, what yeah. I thought of it is more of like symbolic because we went, we, Giga Akutami went really symbolic. The geese, the kind of yes. the drowning and being revived on the beach. Yeah. Um, the beach kind of represents a lot of times in fiction, like the beginning or like the end of a life. Mm -hmm. um, um, so I think he really went in on the symbolism. What I think is like, um, Mai's dying wish is to destroy the Zenin clan, right? So what she makes is basically what instinctually becomes the epitome of uh, destruction of the Zenin clan. And Toji, okay. if you guys remember, essentially is that, right? Yeah, Toji yeah, yeah. was okay. the blemish on the skin of the Zenin clan, right? He was the one mistake that even now they can't erase. He made Megumi. Not mm -hmm. only did he escape their grasp, right? Yes. He's basically a kind of the precursor to Maki. And I think that what Mai did maybe subconsciously or, or maybe Geki is just doing this for a lot of symbolism is Mai wanted nothing more than to create destruction for the Zenin clan. Right. Um, and who who better or what better to use than the the weapon of the original um, kind yeah. of de like destroyer of the Zenin clan, the one who yeah. started it. And, and, yeah. Mai, and Maki's, uh, Mai uses uh, that sword to kind of help Maki uh, finish it. That feels great to me. Ronan, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, that feels great to me. The only thing that that bothers me about that is that the symbolism that we've seen inside of Jujutsu Kaisen up until this point has not manifested physically inside of a weapon that someone is going to continue to use moving forward. The symbolism that we see is inside of like monozygotic twins on the, the, the cover of the last chapter. Yeah. And then going into this, you know, this page on on, you know, page 13, you know, of them curled up in fetal position symbol, um, you know, referencing that that um, that womb situation. You have all of this symbolism that doesn't actually take hold in the in the real world. And that is literally just aesthetic symbolism for the audience. But now we have a, a situation where it's symbolism, but then also it's an actual artifact that's a physical existence in the story that's going to be used moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then that's fine if the symbol the symbolism works for that. If I've I felt like there was a little bit more of a um you know hint to it before this. Like I was saying mm -hmm. earlier, like a panel of them looking at these tools right. and literally seeing them. Now if it's a situation where, like Nick was saying, the previous owner of this techniques ultimately, you know, manifested this, like if it's just like this sword is the ultimate Zenin creation technique creation, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like if it's, mm -hmm. if that's what it is, and like we're seeing, the, and this is a second time that we're seeing this sword created in the exact same way, and Gege wants to reference back to that later in the storytelling, that'll obviously enhance this scene drastically. And mm -hmm. we know that Gege does mm -hmm. that. So I, mm -hmm. for one, am personally, just because of my gripe with the chapter, hoping we see that. If we don't see that, is that going to be at the end of the world? Fuck no. But right. like that is going to remain mm -hmm. like probably the most jarring situation in this in this chapter for me personally. Mm -hmm. But it I love convenient. all of your input on, right. on, on the why mm -hmm. and the reasoning and the justification. So mm -hmm. I was yeah. just saying, it is convenient that it mm -hmm. is the same sword, right. uh, especially because right after that, right, when Ogi looks at maki and sees mm -hmm. toji i wonder if part of him seeing toji is is the sword right like oh, here's shit. here's someone with heavy heavenly restriction and holding that sword that you know sword. that sword in particular it's like <laughs> oh shit i'm terrified you know what i mean oh, like man. but like but would my know to do that right like right. so it, it almost has to be subconscious in some way you know yeah what I mean? exactly like, I, I, agree. I agree yeah yeah hmm. well need that exposition for need sure. that for sure that's that's the one thing that obviously yeah. I can't wait to get into the culling game and see Maki turn up in all the ways that we know she's going to and everyone else involved in the culling game. It's going to be a ridiculous arc. 
But yes, probably one of the things in the back of my head that I'll always wonder about is, are we going to get more information on this sword? And I'm I think sure we'll have a lot of... I think yeah. we'll have a lot of opportunities to get this exhibition because Mach as she goes and going crazy yeah, with slaughtering it. all the Zeddy yeah. clan people, like yeah. someone's going to be like, oh, that sword or whatever. Or yeah. say when she goes and meets up with Megami, right? Yeah. Like, oh, Megami might be like, oh, that sword. Or you know she mean? could like, just herself think about the sword and then we'll get a flashback sequence. Yes. For oh, any yeah. reason that Gege yeah. wants to give us information about the sword. Yeah. So Easy yep. to tee up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, do you guys have anything now, else for this chapter? I think that about does it. Uh, Ronan, I think Ronan was going to say something. Oh, I was just going to ask real quick, just a little bit of like a slight prediction. Do you think Maki's going to have any trouble with any of the Zenin clan members? Fuck like, based no. on what we've seen? Fuck. <laughs> no. Look, bro. Look, bro. Hey, would Toji? Oh, you you spitting? You spitting? Okay. You right? You right? Okay. Don't even don't okay. even need to question it. You right? You Come right? Come on, man. <laughs> And I mean, Ogi said explicitly, like, I'm cold. You know, he said right? he's just as the, tight as Nalbito, if not are tighter. the only reason that yeah. I'm not the clan head. I'm cold. Low diffed. So, At the yeah. peak of his yeah. technique, low diff. He got low diff. Come on. I don't even know. It's like neg diff. Right, Maki's man. chilling. I don't see Maki. And you want to know what? You want to know another thing? Oh, my God. I just thought about this. So, Angel Kudusu. The one with the the curse technique that's essentially the inverted spear of heaven. The fuck, mm -hmm. like Maki's the hard counter for that situation. She I is. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah. So like we were talking about the 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 possibilities that the curse technique removal aspect of the calling game comes from this angel Kurusu character, since they have a technique that literally eliminates your technique. So mm -hmm. I, that's what made us think that Angel Kurusu was a Kenjaku agent. You know what I mean? And that they were you know the reason for that rule in the game right you know like I a mean? referee of the game like in, involved with the rule and whatever if you blow it if you do whatever the fucking rules say they bring you to angel kurisu and they fucking zap your curse technique away so like if that's the case maki's about to be the answer to that i want to say you know what i mean <laughs> and and yeah. and i want to say that gege is not going to make it that obvious so i want to mm -hmm. say that there's going to be subversion there when it actually comes to it but as of right now that feels so good to me and i need to see that <laughs> Like, oh my god. Like, motherfuckers getting their shit zapped away, like, boom, 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 and then Maki just pulls up, like, and they try to do it to Maki, and Maki's like, oops. Right. Yo. That would be fine. I mean, the fact that the fact that she lopped, you know, Ogi's, like, the top of his head clean off with yeah. almost seemingly no effort right. tells me that, you know, Naoya is going to be no effort. Tells me that uh, the yeah. other brother is going to be no effort, you know right. what I mean? So, like, maybe I we'll want to see, few... I hope Jinichi... Jinichi is the one Zenin clan member that I pray, hope, whatever, doesn't get low diffed. I need to see full power Jinichi. Because that's yeah, Toji's to like it. brother, yeah. right? Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah pretty, I'm pretty yeah. sure on the family tree right, that's yeah. like his like little or older brother or whatever. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the brother of Toji's gotta have a cold showing. If you want to fucking, you know, evaporate the rest of the Zenin clan members, we know they suck. <laughs> we saw now you do some stuff, like whatever. Ogi got right, clapped. Right. Whatever. But give me a, a a true Jinichi showing, please, is what I'm asking of Gege at this point. I'm for it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Well. Does that is that it? I think that's all I had. Yeah, I think so. I'm good, man. That's wow, what a conversation! Holy yes. shit! Yes. Well, with that, we can go ahead and get right into chapter 197 of Doctor Stone, a stony Eden and its forbidden fruit. Look at this! First of all, look at this cover. Mm -hmm. I love this cover. Yes, this cover is nice. This cover says so much. You can see so much. You can't even see. 
Tweeka's face, but there's so much relief there. You can feel mm-hmm. so much relief coming from, mm-hmm. you know, from the art. And you just have and is, Senku is that, like, it's uh, okay now. I'm right. here, baby. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Is, is that when, um, uh... Kohaku's buckler? Kohaku's shield? Is that... On, yes, on it is. Back? Whoa, it is. I think so, right? Pretty sure. I didn't even. Shield. I didn't even think about that. I. I want to say that it is, and she's got a rocket drawn on it. I don't know if it. If, if a I think it's always had a rocket on it. On okay. It. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I do remember that that being her her little shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say when, though, uh, when Inagaki gives us the the continuity from the covers too, where it goes right into yes. this little emotional scene with Senku mm-hmm. and Suika, where he's like, "All right, cool. You were, you know, he keeps telling her you were grinding. Good job, basically. <laughs> yeah. And like peeping how she was doing it, and like commending her, like, "Oh, I see you did it this fight. Nice, nice, nice." <laughs> And then, then he flexes, <laughs> and then yeah. he flexes and gives like, his nitric acid in 15 like, minutes. What the fuck, <laughs> yeah. bro? And then we move oh into this God. Kohaku scene that, like, mm-hmm. for me was so fucking touching. Like, this this really had me, like, tearing up a little bit. Like, man. Ah, when, when they hugged, mm-hmm. it was just so... Mm. And she yeah. had to tell her, she was like, yo, I'm like your age now, so it's not the same kind of embrace that, that we're used to where I'm like a little ball in your bosom. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, no, nah, we're like sisters now, like... <laughs> High school type shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, We're sitting at the same mm-hmm. lunch table hug. But even <laughs> still, with no words, she just yeah, boom, yeah. brings it in. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. But yeah, I feel, I feel good chapter at the beginning for sure. You know, everyone coming back. Um, Absolutely. Chills, man. Fucking chills. Very- Look at the way everyone wakes up. Ryusui, all you yes. need is just a fucking crazy face. That's it, and then that's Ryusui. But look at Francois. <laughs> Pirouetting out of the petrification. Like, come on, man. Francois, goat. Oh. Chelsea, yeah. funny as hell. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's the who's the reliable girl? I can't remember. Luna. What's her name? Luna. Yeah. yeah. Did I say pirouette? Isn't that like a fruit, a fruit medley? No, no. pirouette. Pirouette. pirouette is, a, pirouette is a what you were. I don't know what you're thinking. Exactly. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of parfait. Yeah, no, you were. Oh, I never would have gotten there. I was thinking. What do you think? Pear. All right, let me chill. Anyway, back to the chapter. Oh, come on, Knox. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is wild, man. Okay, so I want to talk about a couple things here. I'm probably going to skip around. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> I don't know if you... <laughs> I don't know if you... Okay, you want to know what? Fuck it. Let's just go through the chapter. Okay. So I think it's cool how... Um, I think it's cool how as soon as Shishio wakes up, mm. his first words are, Senku, where's yoga? And yep. I didn't even like think the first thing I thought of when I read the chapter is how it's yoga because we just died together in battle. That was mm-hmm. my guy. He died next to me. I want to make sure he's good. But no, yeah. he's asking how is yoga because he knows yoga fucking died for real right. before he was petrified. Right. And like yeah. I, I, I was think, watching him and saying yes. not breathing. For yeah, example, yeah. you, you can tell he's not breathing for exactly. like a minute or two or three. And, and Shishio, you know what I mean? Being the physical, you know what I mean? anatomical <laughs> beast that he is can tell from a distance when someone is dead you know what yeah, i mean for sure. like for, for sure. sure you know what i mean you don't have to touch the neck the heart whatever shishio mm-hmm. knows and we can trust that he knows you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so when i was reading it for the first time and he was like how's yoga i was like fuck yeah bro moment how's my partner you know what i'm saying but then it's like also wait a minute this means if he's alive this means and i like completely forgot about yeah. like his dying words when the raid was happening like chapters ago and i was like oh oh wait Hyoga's definitely alive and that means do 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 and then we get the confirmation and at first when when Hyoga woke up his eyes are dead. his eyes are closed yeah i thought he was dead for real i yeah. thought his body was re was was re you know fixed or whatever but his soul yeah. was gone or whatever because he was just standing there just he was standing just standing there, like, there yeah but then he's like 
<gasps> like he yeah. like the top top left of eleven. Like he like has that like breath. Like yeah, Ugh. I thought that was showing us that he was dead until I like really thought about it. I thought he was just like huh, <laughs> and it was just over. And I was like, oh my god, that's kind of macabre. Did he really <laughs> sing this though? Like, yeah. but wait, what if he did just drop? Like just crumbled? I'd be no, no, fucking shook, bro. Yeah. I would be done. I would be like, no way. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put down the chapter for a second because that was definitely like a scene where I was like, I was kind of like, I didn't, I didn't notice I was, but I, but I realized I wasn't breathing when I turned the page. Like, yes. I was kind of like holding my breath. I was like, oh god, please, because mm -hmm. this means a lot. One way or yeah. another, it means a lot for the story. Absolutely. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But this on on eleven, this I freaking love you guys. I'm pretty sure that's everyone singing in unison. Yes. Yeah. Right? Because, like, right. the bubble looks very odd. The yeah. very, very yeah. odd bubble, which looks like a bunch of bubbles mashed together. It might even be 16 if only 3, 6, 9, 12, 15. Oh, it's you're talking about 16, 16 tendrils? It's, it's 16 tendrils. Oh. It's literally the whole gang yeah, that, singing together. Great spot, Nick. You were right on oh, with yeah. that. Because Man. I thought, I thought, um, I don't know what I thought. I don't know who right. I thought was saying that. But I definitely didn't think it was the whole squad. That's right. good. That's good. That's funny as hell. Yeah, I love that. So my question is, what are they, um, okay, so he's like, yes, you've done well, definitely, and then the two meatheads jump into the forest to go kill animals, and they come <laughs> back, <laughs> they come back, and, you know, they have the pigs on the skewers, but I mean, like, yeah. what's that in their hands? Is that hide? That's hide, hide right? Yeah, yeah, for clothes, hide. yeah. Probably, sure. yeah. For mm -hmm. sure. Okay, I just wanted to, I, that's what I thought, but I just wanted to have the Right. Very the interesting that, like, um, uh, Suika gave clothes to Senku and Kohaku. Like she literally dressed up their statues, but didn't. I maybe didn't have enough time, or didn't really care enough to. But didn't give clothes to everyone else. Um, right. That's why they needed the hides, I guess. Yeah. Sure, that makes sense. I like that. Weird. Yeah, kind of weird. Although you know, she, she had seven years. She did have seven <laughs> years. <laughs> she, it was a busy yeah. seven years. She wasn't yeah. slouching. Yeah, she wasn't she just wasn't chilling with her feet. Well, no, because well, yeah, you're right. Because after she sets the nitric acid field. You got to wait a year for that to cook. What are you doing in the meantime? Surviving first and foremost. Mm -hmm, Second mm -hmm. of all, your free time is probably spent setting up future survival, you know, yep. situations. You know what I mean? Yep. So there's there's sure. definitely not um just because it was seven years, definitely not like well you had all the time to dress all your friends. Why what you don't like everybody the same or something like that? You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> no, I'm sure mm -hmm. she's plenty busy. Kaseki bonus, bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Kiseki stuff. Oh, man. Okay, okay, wait. Very is interesting. That, is that where we're at right now? Is that... No, well, okay. we went past it a little bit, but we can go back for yeah, sure. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the Kiseki situation because, like, okay, now that we know that the that what the, the petrification and the de-petrification means, like, mm -hmm. through and through almost to this point, I feel like we have a really good understanding of exactly how this thing works for everybody in any situation now. And, yeah. like, knowing that you can fix the detriments of aging... Yes. with this technology and not just bring people back from the dead and and it's consistent because we know that like in the very early arcs of dr stone like stone world into stone wars this was a major point of conversation inside of the narrative where you know if you have a broken pinky toe i think is what um old girl had who loves taiju i think she had a broken pinky toe but she still had petrification left on the toe and then you splash the revival fluid on it and now that that toe is not only healed but maybe stronger than ever i think is what they said oh sure right sure. so 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 you take that concept that very little concept and then you 
make that the reason why Senku is able to revive from his neck being broken. But it's all bone related still here. Mm -hmm. And then you right. have Kaseki going like, yo, I, my joints are, hold on, my bones are, hold on, I'm kind of, I'm feeling 10 years younger in this <laughs> motherfucker. You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, okay. So not only is this literal immortality, but like you can make people actually younger. It seems you know that way. I mean? And that's, that way. that's such a different elixir of immortality than I'm used to. And, right. and I've read a lot of immortal stories, you know what I mean? Right. And like right. Riichiro Inigaki, this is easily the most creative application of this concept that I've seen. And mm -hmm. and I want to make a comment about exactly what the last double spread means inside of their confirmation of revival past death using the petrification of the Dr. Stone. And I want to say that like, if the information that we got at the end of this chapter, you know, was an angle that any of these other manga took that we review. I feel like it'd be very awkward and very sus mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you're introducing immortality inside of battle shonen. You know what I mean? But it works so well mm -hmm. in Dr. Stone because camp and stakes yeah. are just like never something that you think are things you need to see in Dr. Stone because it's so heavy into the scientific application of the method and the adventure and the characters. You, you don't look at this as a battle shonen that needs stakes, that needs you know, all of this tension. And then when it gives it to you, it's wild as fuck. Like we just saw mm -hmm. in the last arc. But when you when you end a chapter like this, like, guess what? We're immortal now. Humanity is immortal. If that happened yeah. in fucking Black Clover, be like, fuck you. I'd be like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But I'd it be works. Like, Alrighty, here we go. <laughs> yeah, but it works so well in Dr. Stone. You know what I mean? And I just love Riichiro Inigaki for knowing the the medium, you know, right. so well that he can look at a concept like immortality moving forward for humans and go, I can make that work in a shonen watch. Right. You know, and it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Something I find super interesting on, on this last double spread, right? Mm -hmm. um, Senku and Tsukasa in front of this moon talking about how, you know, the Dr. Stone is a forbidden fruit and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like Tsukasa, he's always in this, you know, long black cape or whatever. But now Senku for the first time in the whole series because of Suika has this black over cape, right? It's almost as if subtly they're trying to imply that like he's turning a little to the dark side, right? Like maybe embracing the fact that that this thing does uh it's a forbidden item, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. look at science. Might be might be a little reach, but like a little subtle. I don't well, know. Well, you you think about like extreme scientists in like any fictional story you've read, a good percentage of them are looking for ways to make people immortal and they're right. looking for their own to help al alchemic or like like whatever kind of application of science that they want to use to create a legitimate elixir of immortality that is the magic that like hardcore scientists try to achieve in fictional stories most of the a lot of the time i don't want to say most of the time but a lot of the right. time that is the goal of mad scientists or whatever you know what i mean so seeing this situation pop up in a science story where you have a character like senku and you have characters like dr zeno this is probably stuff that they thought of in the back of their head while applying science throughout their entire life of study going can we make a frankenstein can we make an elixir of immortality these are all the taboo mm -hmm. You know, can we bring someone back to life? These are all the right. taboo things that scientists ask themselves. You know, like, science can do anything. This is the understanding of nature and the laws of physics and why we are the way we are. How far mm -hmm. can we take that understanding? You know what I mean? And I love how it's being explored in Dr. Stone and not just such an organic way, but in such an interesting way, fictionally. You know yeah, what yeah, I yeah. mean? For sure. Definitely. Yeah. 
nullified and, uh, yeah this yeah. keeping on this final spread it's just it's the art is chilling it yeah, is the second half of it it feels especially dark. knowing that that why man is i don't know has senku's voice like i always just go back to that like what mm -hmm. what is going on what does that right. mean i really want to know what the hell's going on look at this mm -hmm. face on the last page bro yeah like yeah. that's uh, such a that that creates such a tone like that's yeah, so wild it really me. does yeah like what is that like what is that like the... i mean yeah go ahead run no 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 i was just gonna just play off the tone thing you said just mm -hmm. the art in general i think has mm -hmm. like after you pass the halfway point it just has a much uh darker aesthetic to it mm -hmm. um really i i guess kind of focusing on rather than like initially like you you'd imagine if you were told that you're basically immortal now you'd, you'd maybe be happy or you maybe have like a lighter tone like like there's nothing that could touch me now but there's right. more of this like darker undertone of like okay this is a problem almost yeah this <laughs> yeah. is a problem right yeah because they look concerned are not built to right. be immortal right mm -hmm. and right. senku has to know this but i'd also imagine that science pushes barriers right and it's kind of like this this humanity versus like advancement of technology and science and that'd be um, a very interesting thing to see explored moving forward throughout the series yeah right sure and then what, you also what do have like think... oh yeah go ahead nick i was saying what do y'all think about the fact that chrome is overhearing this conversation and he's the last he's the last panel of the double spread last panel of the chapter right right is there could be a, a difference of opinion you know what i mean like yes. senku might senku might be like yo we could use this you know like right. we could make kaseki younger for example right or we yeah. could freeze him and like well that was on, fucking on... chrome's idea first right 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 yeah. so maybe maybe chrome's on the side of of using this thing like let's right. really try and use it and maybe, and maybe senku is, is the one who's yeah. like against yeah, it, i like right. that well when you first brought up this point i was thinking about like the difference in opinion but mm -hmm. like also the subversion that riichiro inagaki uses a lot in his storytelling in regard to chrome is stepping into a conversation he's not supposed to hear that right. has a very dark undertone to it that mm -hmm. seems very probably out of character for senku not for shishio but for senko right. for senku for sure you wouldn't like chrome probably wouldn't expect to see senku and shishio both excited about this development simultaneously you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you would probably expect shishio to be like fuck yeah we can use this for this that and the third and senku going like hold on bro this is a little bit too much power for people to have and there being an argument but chrome seems to be walking in on something that he could potentially next chapter maybe assume that senku is kind of like aligning with you know shishio's darker outlook on this if that is sure. what's explored next chapter who knows right but right. i think i think what would be super cool is if Chrome is looking at this situation without full context, assuming a lot from Senku and Shishio, running mm -hmm. back to like deal with his thoughts and go, holy shit, Senku got like a super crazy power that he's probably not going to know what to do with. He's the smartest one. We have to trust him. But what if Senku goes bad? Senku mm -hmm. going bad in a story like this is the same thing as like Superman going evil in DC Comics. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's a big <laughs> yeah. fucking deal. You know what I mean? Right. So Chrome, I can see him running, you know, back and going, holy shit, Senku might be you know on some dr zeno shit and then senku being like hey bro you didn't doubt me did you come on you know i got a plan for this you know what i'm saying we gonna revive everyone and then yeah. destroy dr stone what did you think was gonna fucking happen bro right you think we're just gonna be mad yeah. scientists with the elixir of immortality in our back pocket fuck no i would love to see a situation like that where chrome actually doubts senku for the first time ever and then you just get that senku confidence that just re-sparks the fucking wholesome tone of the entire situation Right. I would love to see something yeah. like that. I, I think it's very easy for mm -hmm. Chrome to misinterpret Senku's excitement Absolutely. over a new scientific discovery yes. as uh, endorsement of using it, right? right? I think it's a very easy mistake to make, for right. sure.
exactly you you brought that around great <laughs> reader's <laughs> digest version of my long-winded <laughs> statements <laughs> holy oh, shit man. so good yeah man wow Definitely. what a chapter dude yeah i mean uh do we have anything else i think i'm good yeah i think i'm, I'm good, good as well yeah, i'm good too all right, then with that, we can go ahead and get right into chapter 63 of Marshall, Mosh Burn Dead, and the Tall Tower. Ooh. And let me just say, like, <clears throat> Wahlberg is so fucking hard body. Yes. Right now. I love this dude. And I'm, I'm salty <laughs> that they cut away from his portion of the fight. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm just so hyped to get back to it. But we, right. we got some other really cool stuff mm -hmm. from, um, from all the other characters that he released. This is first first page chapter. first page i yeah. find super interesting because like i swear i swear innocent zero did not have that line under his left eye on on for, from our perspective looking at the page yeah we didn't right. but you were talking about i don't about, think we, we were, ever saw it we were talking right. about last in our last review <clears throat> last week <clears throat> the possibility that the left side of his face was hiding a line i think you nick specifically yeah, yeah. wanted but to i was take thinking yeah i was thinking it'd be on like between the eye and the ear you oh, know what I mean? sure. because we, we hadn't seen that part of his face you know you're what right I mean? you're right but i guess the hood maybe was right on the line yeah it was mean? just creating like, that shadow the shadow so like you couldn't see it but like mm -hmm. i was like oh okay so just right in the front of his face that's fine. right that's yeah cool. <laughs> but that's cool that's cool that we yeah. get that confirmation there i love the confidence of Wahlberg in such little Yo. dialogue right because mm -hmm. like this is exactly how we want to see old motherfuckers show out in, mm -hmm. in shonen manga that have been on reserve for a while you know yeah. the old dude in the background is going to turn the fuck up whenever they finally do something master roshi <laughs> yep. isaac netro Wahlberg. you know what i mean it all fits inside <laughs> of that archetype of the old dude is going to do something crazy eventually mm -hmm. and when they when do the that i feel like yeah go ahead Eagle. yamamoto yeah yamamoto you gotta you gotta mention yamamoto as well you can't forget like everybody that, you know all the big shonen hard hitters in the old in the old echelon but like bro seeing seeing Wahlberg just do things mm -hmm. i'll explain everything later it's like okay well if you're gonna explain <laughs> everything later then do whatever the fuck you're gonna do on the page in the art and it's gonna be fucking lit and then obviously we, we take away from Wahlberg for like the rest mm -hmm. of the fucking chapter but still when that he comes back to him up, oh my god first of all he fucking stops the time magic for everybody else in the area well, Which just is, I think just these five though. Is it just these yeah. five? He, he because he kind of said like protect the students. So I, I think to that. Oh to me sure, meant, sure. They're still asleep. Protect them. Yeah, you're right. Because because the chaos. Yeah, the because chaos you of everyone can't have around, the power right? to just hard cancel all of Innocent Zero's time mm -hmm. magic. I guess that. Or makes maybe sense. he does, but or was trying to keep them in one place to sure. not have them be all chaotic and running around well, and getting he, in the way. Right? If he did have the power to wake up everyone. Why not just wake up everyone and have them defend themselves instead of just five to protect everyone else who's frozen? They're weak. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but yeah. Good, yeah, good. It's, it's a fair question. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, a reason sure. they're here watching the competition. You're right. Hey, you're right. <laughs> and not in the competition. <laughs> Eagle, yes. Oh. That they, you are you are right on that. Yeah, one. That you is killed a that. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason y'all in the stands and we in the coliseum. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? <laughs> Bro, I love I love. Uh, okay, so what's buddy with the um? with the the black um twisty ties in his hair with his eyes closed and the sword the flame cane i think i can't remember his yep. name oh i don't remember his head. name yeah but i'm just like so glad that he's in the mix and he's like mm -hmm. i've got mm -hmm. to assist Wahlberg. we're gonna see him turn up for real with his magic mm -hmm. which is something that i thought would be saved for a confrontation with mash but it looks like komoto gave us 
you know, a reason for everybody to fight. You know what I mean? So right. it's cool that we're going to see that in a non-antagonistic um, you know, situation. So what, like what, are, what are these Nomu? What are these Nomu? Yeah. Is, is this, are these time <laughs> creatures? Like, because no, uh, has Zero has magic. Kronos, but Kronos is time, right? He has the, he has the yeah. time. His wand is the God of time or whatever. Yeah. But it, what about dark magic? Does he also have dark magic? Is that like his main magic? There, there is dark magic, magic involved, okay. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. But at the beginning, they called it dark magic on the scale to be able to stop time. Okay. So it's all intertwined, oh. I guess. Okay. Hmm. I don't know how that links yet, but I trust Komoto to deliver that explanation. Right. Or I, I would not put it past Innocent Zero to know a lot of random, really cool magic. You oh, know sure. I mean? like, yeah. yeah if, like... if there's like um, various, I'm just going to shoot a beam at you kind of magic, you know what I mean? Right. That anyone, anyone can do. Just base Maybe... magic that anyone can yeah, learn. Yeah, base magic. It makes right, sense right. that Innocent Zero would have the highest application of that base magic in the form. Right. Of whatever you know whatever this is yeah, show us. yeah mm-hmm. but I, li- I like that idea because it, it, it always reminds whenever there is a situation like that so you have like your innate affinity of magic it's like your hatsu inside of like yeah. hunter yeah, yeah, yeah. hunter mm-hmm. and then yep. your base magic spells that anyone can learn is like your ryu and gyo and shu mm-hmm. and ten right. and ran and things like that so i love that dynamic whenever it i feel that you know, in a comic. So if that's the case, then fuck yeah. We have already kind of like gotten hints to that inside of Margaret's character. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm here for it if that's the case. Absolutely. Speaking of Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> my woman's intuition. Okay, I did not see that coming. We got, I we love got a bis- that. We got a bisky. We got a bisky situation here. Yes. Like, okay, okay, damn. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's yeah, like was... as, as many Hunter Hunter, you know, parallels as we yeah. can draw inside of a story like MASH, I'm fucking here for it. We've been calling Margaret Hisoka for how many mm-hmm. chapters now? You know what I mean? Right. What were you going to say, though, Ronan? <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, I was just reading. I just remember my experience. I was just reading down. It's like my woman's intuition. I was like... I did a double take and I was like, yeah. hold on. Maybe yeah. I didn't. I was like, I it's like I guess it's just I just was not ready. I don't know. I was just caught yeah. off guard. Well, yeah, we've yeah, always yeah. known that Margaret's character was like, you know, meant to be very like ambiguous or androgynous in that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so getting a hard confirmation on the side of gender that you're not expecting mm-hmm. from his character, because mm-hmm. like even though it was androgynous, you still mm-hmm. he was male leaning. You know what I mean? Sure, at least sure. aesthetic. Yeah. In in some ways, yeah. You know, yeah. In, I mean? in other ways, he's got like. He, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, when he when he transformed into his slimmer form, it was a little bit right. more you know androgynous in that way. But before that, shaved head, barrel chest, big right. shoulders. You know what I mean? Right. Like it felt a little bit more masculine before right. his transformation. But imagine so. Bisky. Imagine Barra Bisky with a true. shaved head. That's true. That's true. Wearing guys clothes, yeah. say right? Like yeah. it would look a lot like Margaret. You know what I mean? And so that's like, true. Yeah. But Bisky was still very feminine leaning before her transformation. Yes, you know what yes, I mean? So, sure. so like Margaret, like yeah, it's like yeah. a flip. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'm all, I'm Very all cool. for it, and it oh, makes yeah. sense. Like, because I was definitely thinking, like, damn, like Margaret, like, got younger and also like hotter. Like, okay, like that's this is interesting. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah! And I love and the, it, I love the reintroduction. Well, not the reintroduction, but we're seeing this dude with the the Jesus, the Jesus thorn crown. Yeah, yeah. Um, or whatever. Cell yeah. War. Cell is, War. Is that's his. That's his name. Dude, the names in the names in <laughs> in Mash are so unconventional that yeah. they're so tight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Order Matel. Yeah. Cell right. War. Abyss mm-hmm. Razor. Like, what are these yeah. names? Like, I'm like, yeah. give, keep them coming. Mm-hmm. But like, what are they? Like, I've never Just seen random dictionary like this. words. I'm gonna make a new character. Random dictionary <laughs> yeah. word one. All right, that sounds pretty cool. Random dictionary word two. And eh, not yeah. cool enough. Can How many again, different adjectives and nouns can we combine into fucking names? <laughs> 
And uh, Cell Wars about to drop this big ass spiky ball on the stadium, and, and he like remembers Mash. Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, of course he remembers Mash. Well, yeah, right. Right in his yeah. face, I would remember so. him too. Yeah, I would, I would remember him too if he put his heels on my face. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just loved that flashback. You know what I mean? Because you could, yeah. Komoto could have just been like, "You yeah. remember when this dude got his face pushed in by Mash?" But the fact that it's like, okay, let's just throw the panel mm-hmm. in there anyway, and just kind of add to that. You know what I mean? He's like, "Oh shit, Mash is here," and I wasn't ready. For what Mash did, I thought he was just gonna jump to the top. Play the play the Dharma drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. I thought he was just gonna jump straight up to that motherfucker at like Mach three sound barrier break. In you know, sure, sure. Boom, straight up to the top and just be like, oh shit, Mash is here now. But no, he said tink, 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 tink. tink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so that shit was all the way down. I was like, wow. Yeah. How did Bro not jump ship like before that? <laughs> If I saw a motherfucker clicking, yeah. kicking my platform down one layer at a time, I'd be like, all right, well, let me load something else up for when I'm finally on crown level with this dude. And I guess he's kind of like loading the spirit ball or whatever. Spirit bomb. I don't what know where it went. I mean, to it? Yeah. Is, it still, is it still up there or did he just dispel it? I have no idea. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sure obviously he's confident that he's not going to get his face kicked in again, but uh, <laughs> I, I think he might. Yeah. I, just, I think he might get his oh, face kicked in Oh, he's for again. sure getting his face kicked in at least one more time by MASH because that's the kind of comedy Komoto uses. Mm-hmm. I just love this, like, traditional shonen, like, dumbass um, comedy at the end here. Like, <laughs> you remember me? Uh, yeah, yeah, you... We sat next to each other at the entrance ceremony, right? <laughs> you don't and remember this guy? You literally kicked him in the was, face yeah. like at 20 now, chapters ago. <laughs> at first, when I read this, the, the last page of this chapter, I thought MASH not only forgot who this dude was, but maybe also slightly remembered him as like someone who was like, I don't know, like maybe he was like blushing or something almost that he was mm. like, like, yeah, you sat, you sat next to me, you know, in class or whatever. I thought he was like nervous or something like like he looked up to him or something like he thought he mm. looked up to him or something like that. That's what I kind of like thought at first, mm. but no, it's just raw. I don't remember who you are and right, I'm making yeah. up a situation and, that we were in. And yeah. it's awkward. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't want to tell you. I don't remember who you are, but this is kind of an awkward situation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like um, when you see that cla- random classic kid, natural humor, when you see yeah. that random kid that you went to high school with at the grocery store, but it wasn't someone who you know well enough to go up and talk to, but that when you see you, and they see you you obviously remember each other but it's like yeah ah, i can't we're not comfortable enough to talk to each other but i see you bro all right back to this you know groceries <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> yeah oh, uh, i love doubt hey, you oh, oh wait, wait wait hold on so i had a question so when i was first reading the chapter mm-hmm. and then it said who said it i think it was um lance he said each of these things have the strength of a double liner no it was yeah. uh it was it was um margaret no, it was um, oh, it was flame cane, flame guy, yeah, flame oh, okay. cane sword guy. What sure, was his sure, name? Sure. Well, I don't remember his name. We just yeah, said the, it earlier. Fuck. No, we didn't. We yeah, said we, we didn't did. remember. Cell, oh. cell war. No, but that's not the, that's not the flame cane. That's the bad guy. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, my bad, my bad. Okay, so yeah, flame cane dude. Each one of them has the strength of a double liner. So I was like, holy shit, that's pretty crazy. And yeah. then you know, and then it goes, yeah. why are there so many? Move your move your wand, not your lips. Explome, graviol, and it's like, when was Dote able to just low diff double liners? <laughs> but then... Exactly, but, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, wait a minute, this is weird, bro. And then it goes, you know, later on, it's like, okay, we're not doing any damage to them. And I didn't know mm. if he was saying we're not putting a dent in them because their numbers are so drastic and it's oh, a battle sure, of sure. attrition, or if we're not putting a dent in them because their double liner strength 
you know, nomus or whatever the fuck we're calling them, symbiotes, whatever the fuck we mm-hmm. want to say that they are, <laughs> like, they're double liner strength. So that's why we're not making a dent. What do you guys think? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, really I, good question. I almost want it to be like an attrition situation where there's just so many of them that, like, you know, we can't deal with it. But at the same time, it's like that makes doubt so awkward. Very little mm-hmm. set. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I feel like it has because to he's be literally one shotting them. Yeah, like, that right. would that would mean he's literally one shotting every single one. And and it's not that he can't handle a double liner; it's that he yeah. can't handle a thousand. And I'm right. like, oh, okay, okay, right. yeah. He, like when he did he just doubt jumped in this? power? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like okay, so, okay. So then I feel like it has to be. Um, we're not making a dent in them because they're so strong. And this is just a, a, a constant, like a specific number of these things that are coming at us and we're trying to deal with them, but they're all double liner strength. So it's hard. That feels the mm-hmm. best, right? Yeah. I would say so. Because yeah. it, because because uh, Flame Cane dude just slicing through multiple, fine. That's good. That but he even says, great. he even Makes says they're, they're tough. tough. Yeah. Like not like, like, because you, you could say strength could be a damage output, but maybe mm. you're a glass cannon, right? Mm. Like you're strong, but but also weak. Yeah. He's mm. saying they're tough. Like yeah, so they have AKA double liner strength defense. and defense, or right, right. maybe just double liner defense. Yeah, maybe, and not maybe, uh, yeah. and not damage output. It could be a mm-hmm. situation like that because we haven't seen them do anything to anybody yet. We've just seen them right. yell and scream and be a threat, and then flame cane dude like blocks one and then cuts through like three at the same time, and then everyone else mm-hmm. just kind of like handles them relatively easily mm-hmm. you know so so yeah maybe it's just their their double liner tough and not double liner dps right hmm. yeah. interesting situation though because it's like i know komoto knows what to do with power scaling especially if you're going to make your fucking main character a physical powerhouse you have to have an understanding of how you're going to make power feel in your world yeah and you right. want to make sure that you don't like fly off the rails and do something cringy like we see in like the later storytelling of dragon ball or something so mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know so i i feel i want to you say komoto ha- yeah i want to say komoto has the self-awareness to keep his power you know feeling consistent and especially in a situation where they're actually giving raw dialogue about how strong things are you think mm-hmm. that that would be where the most you know um awareness is going to be so i have faith in that i think we can confidently say that doubt did not one shot these things and that he just deterred them like a stopgap measure yes, essentially yes, yes. and was like right. yo these motherfuckers are a little bit too tough that feels better to me so i agree yeah. so what do you, the, uh, what do you guys oh. think about the dialogue we got from margaret there right before the woman's intuition thing about she's suspecting these nomu have a, a way to stop mash specifically are they where are you saying oh i expect they possess a surefire way to stop him what page mm. uh page 12, 12 middle panel on the right side i expect they possess a surefire way to stop wait wait, wait. hey right you after notice how says... they've got us busy but none are going after a sweet little mash oh maybe maybe margaret oh. is just wrong and they're attracted to magic power and I, and I was going to say that it's the they is not the Nomu. Or the right? they the, isn't the, the Nomu. The they is sure. the, the enemy generally, including Innocent Zero and Cell War. They it, have a way yeah. to stop MASH because they're leading him into a trap. Right. Yeah, the they, yeah, yeah, the they could be just the, the, anti, the antagonistic force in general and mm-hmm. not specifically the Nomu mm-hmm. because they're not specifically talking about the darkness demon things. They're right. just saying they've got us busy. 
but none are going after Sweet Little Mash. Now, when they say, but none are going none, after Sweet Little none, Mash, it yeah. makes you think that mm. it's talking about the Nomu things. Right. But, like, now here's... they could, like, yeah, yeah, there's a million things they could do. Yeah, it's hard well, to even... here's what I was them. thinking originally, because I definitely did think that they were talking about these demons in this sure, scene. Sure. And if sure. that was the case, the first thought that I had was that they were just looking for magic energy to attack. Oh. And if they're looking for magic energy to attack, they obviously wouldn't see MASH. You know what I mean? Right. But these mm -hmm. people are, like, Margaret is strong enough and competent enough to, to be able to figure that out. Well, if, if they're going after everyone but MASH, it's probably because he has no magic energy. That is a very obvious line of thought, in my opinion, especially mm -hmm. for experienced magic mm -hmm. users. You know what I mean? So someone like Margaret just being wrong about the intent of these things doesn't feel right to me. So that makes right. me think that Margaret is talking about the entire antagonistic force. But there is weird dialogue shit that makes me think that mm -hmm. they are talking about the darkness demon things. You right. know what I mean? And if that's the right. case, then yes, they either possess a surefire way to stop him, which is going to be exciting to get information for, or, you know, it's one of the other possibilities that we brought up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's mm -hmm. definitely a very mm -hmm. um, head-scratchy, you know, situation. You know what right. I mean? The, um, the top left panel of 12 where we see kind of a, a, a funny drawing of MASH, right? Mm -hmm. One of these, like, l less low-detail drawings. Derpy look at, ones, like, the, yeah. Yeah, look at the derpy ones in the back, like like the Nomu-type symbiotes or whatever, right? Like, they yeah. also look derpy. Yeah. I wonder if that's because they can't sense MASH, you know what I mean? It could mm -hmm. just be that they're in the frame, and yeah. so you draw everyone low-detail. Right. Low right. But it also could be that they're meandering about near MASH, and they can't sense him because he has no magic. Mm -hmm. So they're like, I'm just walking around. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. 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 It's interesting. It's the last thing I want to talk about in this chapter is, yeah. is, uh, is this sky dimension that Wahlberg has taken Innocent Zero to. Um, yeah. I this, thought it was. I thought is... it was just above. So yeah, far above just... everything. Oh, it's above? Yeah. I, think I thought just... he just swooshed him up into yeah. the air. Because we've gotten a couple. Oh, because in the previous okay. panel, you get him just like, whoomph, like yeah. you know, swooshing his staff sure, up, sure. and then right. they're right in the sky. I right. guess they could be for sure. Yeah. For so sure. I want to say that be. they're just above the clouds, above the conflict of down there, and he's like, "We won't be interrupted here. We're so high up." Is kind of like how sure. I took that. But they definitely. I mean, I mean he, you never know the capabilities. He also summons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he also summons the god of of, of the sky. So I think right, it makes right. sense, like the canonically, to like space. just literally just bring him up there and be like all right this is my domain now. oh like, sure this is where, sure, this is where sure. we fight yeah. this is my element okay yeah but uh the fact that they're up here uh to me is so worrisome because yeah. i i feel i think it was you Knox, last last week saying death like flags this, this, this is this yeah. sarutobi moment right? This, right this is a death flag now if and... this is orochimaru versus hiruzen then like the way that i expect this going is just Wahlberg falls, falls. from the he fucking falls. sky and just yes, lands yes. on the ground <laughs> get a very, I, get, I get a very bad feeling of them being alone together up there for sure because yeah. it's like because yeah. it's like dude what are you gonna do the first introduction of innocent zero in any like respectable regard he loses to Wahlberg. No. he retreats that's like, not no, fucking no. that's not yeah. showing in but right. a lot of these authors have been subverting those expectations you know what i mean right. inside of what we expect to see from shonen we were talking about that in the jujitsu kaisen segment multiple times earlier in our review we talk about mm -hmm. it all the time across like everything that we're reviewing right now because everything feels like a deconstruction everything feels like it's trying to subvert the expectations of what you think you've seen before in this medium or in this genre rather um or in this demographic whatever you want to fucking call it but mm -hmm. like this situation i feel like can't be subverted you you have i feel like when it's the old dude like 
I don't fucking know, dude. And if it is subverted, I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, Komoto, do you, man. I love you, man. But like, right. It, but like right now, it just doesn't make sense that Wahlberg gets the best of Innocent Zero in this situation. And I guess that's when subversion shines its brightest is when you're so confident that things are going to go a certain way despite mm -hmm. you know your inklings or your your intuitions in in one way or the other so right i'm excited to see how they do it you know what i mean mm -hmm. because because half of me wants to go it's so obvious you want to do it the opposite way but the other half of me goes if you do do it the opposite way what is that going to mean for our outlook on this series you know what mm -hmm. i mean for sure it would be a wild scene if they're just like in the middle of the battle in the fray and shit and then Wahlberg just fucking zoom, boom, like right in front of MASH like, oh, like fucking Byakuga and fucking Thousand Year Blood War smashed into the wall like Ichigo oh. save soul society <laughs> you know like that was such a crazy panel oh, to see <laughs> you were like you'd never see Byakuga begging Ichigo to like help him at all you know mm -hmm. what I mean and he's just like, the threat is too crazy. Ichigo, you got to do this. And it's like, wow. Like, it would be a similar kind of situation as that, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Well, does anybody have anything else for this chapter? I think that, that about wraps it up. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, just, I'm, I think I'm good. One on super that. minor oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah, super minor got? thing on page 11, there's a white uh, Nomu. Um, looks totally oh, different shit. than the rest of them. Good spot, Nick. But I don't know what it means. Who, who knows what that implies or whatever. But Weird. very strange that it's just one one different one. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on now. Mm -hmm. It almost because... seems like a commander. Sure. sure. Love that. But um let's 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 think about this for a second then. This is actually mm -hmm. a great thing to bring up because immediately following that, we get the dialogue about how they're not going after MASH. Oh, is this the special one? So is for this MASH the special one for because okay, so think about um this this might be a reach. I'm literally this is just what I thought about and I just yeah, want to yeah. make the comment. So, Hunter Hunter Greed Island. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the horse that has, like, the fucking trumpet mouth that shoots the bubbles out, right? And you it shoots, dodge the, some, it but shoots the red bubbles yeah, yeah. That, that, that react to uh, Zetsu, and right. it shoots the white bubbles that react to Ren. And right, you have right. to switch back and forth between Ren and Zetsu to get through mm -hmm. the bubble field and grab the horse. So, yep. like, if this is a situation where the black ones go after magic power... And the white one is either a commander, but he's also running after this dude. So that feels. But it could so be damage. You, you you can only damage it with say physical attack. Oh, there you go. There we go. There right. we go. Nick. Right. Okay, Nick. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> so you <laughs> so you fight the other ones with magic, but you have to punch the white yeah. one. Yo, maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. maybe. Yeah. I I I just wanted to have the conversation because I thought yeah. about it. It doesn't feel concrete to me. Yeah. But like yeah, anytime yeah. I get to early. bring up you know hundred hundred references, I'm going to <laughs> yes. regardless of whether or not they make sense. But Project Hunter Hunter. <laughs> Project Togashi. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that was cool. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else for for Mashal though. Yeah. I'm All good. right then. I think that does it. Well, with that, we can go ahead and get into chapter two hundred and ninety three of Black Clover. Smash Injustice, man. And my, oh, Phenomenal oh, chapter. I've been loving these last and he got smashed, chapters, baby. Oh, oh yeah. Fucking Magda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. if you've been following the show, you've obviously known for a while I've been hot kind of at, at the fact that Magna has been left to the wayside. Yeah, so. you have, dude. You've been like, where oh. is Magna? I think the last oh. time you were on the show, that was like your biggest point in the Black Clover segment. You were like, mm -hmm. when is yeah, Magna is coming Magna, back? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the fact that, I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't know. 
I guess there's a, a bit of controversy over this situation with Magna and Dante, but I think with the spell, the chain, it makes sense. Look, man, mm -hmm. I think Tabata did a great job of keeping the win condition kind of hidden behind all of that raw Kino swag of the mm -hmm. knife edge deathmatch. You know what I mean? Um, um, mm -hmm. Is what I'll say because I'm a Yu Yu Hakusho fan. But like inside of this situation with the Soul Chain Deathmatch versus Dante, I feel like the question that I was asking was like, okay, yeah, this is cool, but how does Magna win? You know what I right, mean? And right. it's so think, obvious. Yeah. It's so obvious now that that we have the chapter, and I'm sure a lot of people guessed right. this too. I think. Yeah, I think it was fairly obvious, like to say, yeah. like, oh. Well, what, what about when he runs out of man? Well, he but got me because I didn't think, I think about that. So good job, Tabata, because he got me. Either. Like on that page turn when Dante <laughs> yeah. runs out of mana, I was like, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah, shit, I was like, fucking go. dude. I was Let's like, what? fucking go. And I'm like, yeah. now, for sure. I'm like, my boy Magna got this Yeah, that was shit. so fire. But yeah, he, so I think fire. I think Tabata did still do a good job of keeping the butt clench factor. Like, how is Magna going to win this? Because Dante still does have this regeneration we're talking about. Yes. And so... Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And and, and 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 it's great because it seems like such an obvious win condition. But at the same mm -hmm. time, and I'm sure, like I said, Black Clover fans everywhere probably knew exactly how this was going to go. But at least, like, for me, I was, like, thoroughly impressed by the subversion there. And I don't even know if it's subversion. Right. It's probably just something that I didn't notice and that it had all of the buildup, you know, you know, there for it. But at the same time, it's like I almost kind of appreciate the fact that I'm not as that my retention for Black Clover isn't as high as it is because then I can get surprised in these ways that add to my appreciation of the chapter personally right you know what right. I mean so I loved everything about this because of how unexpected it was like when I turned the page into this motherfucker with no magic around him just shirtless Dante like oh uh, right I right. was like oh shit <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah. fuck yeah for for me like yeah and maybe, maybe my memory is just poor about mm -hmm. black clover right? right like i've only read it the one time this mm -hmm. this current iteration of reading it right Same. um i i don't feel like people running out of magic has been a common thing right and and not and magna, this drastically magna, magna even says right like you're, you're probably not used to it because a lot of people especially a lot of magic knights royalty right like they have so much magic so yes. much mana rather they don't even that think about never, running out of it you're never gonna run out like I the love, battle will be over before yes, that and love that to see it happen it's like oh wow that does make sense and yes. i wasn't expecting it because i feel like it's rare i mean people yeah, can correct I feel me like in the, the only person wrong. we've ever gotten dialogue from on running low on mana is like is magna oh sure oh sure. yeah a little mental thing like oh i'm running low on mana because he's like a commoner right yeah sure but, sure that would be I mean, wild if he was the only get... one that that's happened to because that would be such a perfect situation where the person he's fighting yeah. is another person who is you know it's almost like the ability was like a double ability, right? Where yes, yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna equalize our magics, right? And but then Magna's I'm gonna use the fact going... that I'm gonna run out, I'm gonna burn through both of our magics yeah. with, with my knuckles and shit. And because and look your, at your Magna, ears. he has a very controlled physical mm -hmm. form of his magic in the brass knuckles, and right. he's already a delinquent fighter type by nature. Like, mm -hmm. and like we were talking about last chapter when they were fist fighting and we didn't know how the fight was going to end, we were hyped for Magna because he is a hand to hand delinquent brawler naturally this right, is yep. his element and dante has physical attacks but they're not like inherent that's not his go-to he'd rather just crush you with gravity mm -hmm. let you hit him a bunch and show you his body magic and demoralize you he has a completely different fighting style than magna so when you bring it into magna's element magna doesn't have to use as much magic because he has his concentrated in the brass knuckles he's got the soul chain death match the magic is right. equalized he just have to throw punches and dodge punches but Dante has to exert so much more, not just because he's not used to fighting without 
as much magic as he has, but also because he's not used to the fighting style of someone like Magna. So he has so right. much that he has to make up for in this situation. This whole situation feels so beautiful in Black Clover. This is the first time in a really long time that I haven't had a single complaint about anything inside of a chapter for what one reason or another. And I'm so excited for the future of this story now that we're getting concepts like these. And not mm -hmm. just the concept, not just Tabata letting the concept carry him over the finish line. He had this whole thing fleshed the fuck out. This whole entire confrontation felt so thorough and so beautiful that it's right. like it drastically shattered my expectations of what Magna's return was going to look like. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I never, I never expected this to happen. Yeah, never. Yeah. And these, uh, no these, these two panels. You know, this first punch when he after he runs out of ma after he runs out of magic. <laughs> yeah, this uppercut <laughs> is so fucking drastic, dude. Yep. I'm like, yo, yep. let's yep. go. And then going into the double spread the double of the spread double of connect the... punch. Oh my god. Oh my god. The the double haymaker connection. See... Yeah, go ahead, Ronan. And then what really got me was Luck and Asta kind of like yes. showing up to do up. And they're, like, they're like, they're like, hey, yo, did you just take down? Did, did you just take down this dude? Like, did you really just body him like that? <laughs> he scraped us. He beat the brakes <laughs> off all of us by himself. And Magna, the Magna underdogest dude. Soul chains him. Now let me yes. beat your ass, give you these yes. hands. Matter of fact, Bro. not get knocked the fuck out, Dante. This bitch. is this is so get important. Folded. Because Asta and Luck are the two people that Magna were thinking about letting down throughout this fight. They were like, Asta would do this. Luck would do this. Luck is this kind of character. Asta is this kind of character. What am I even doing here if I can't reach their level of whatever? And then mm -hmm. boom, they mm -hmm. the two that he's been thinking about this entire fight pull up to see him win. I have chills well, right now. And like Asta is there kind of by happenstance, right? But right. like Luck right at the beginning of the chapter on the first yep. page, yes, Luck right. is zooming through. He stopped doing whatever he was doing. And he's like, yo, this magic, like Magna He sends Magna, up? yeah. Magna yeah. pulled up? What's he right. on? Pulls up to see Buddy folded, crumpled on the ground <laughs> like a fucking sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Look at him on um, the ground I too. Think, he's like, his neck yeah, is like, just like if he oh. slept like that all night, he'd wake up with some, you know. <laughs> he does look like a yeah, sack nah. of potatoes. <laughs> Slumped. Funny. What were you going to say? I think though, what Ronan? also makes this very interesting is like so at first kind of like before we got this really fleshed out i was kind of worried is like okay um you know magna got this new ability it's really strong it's really powerful and i'm like okay for him to jump this kind of like to, to jump to this new height of like dante level whereas asta wasn't at this he's been working at this for such a long time for magna to just come out of left field and do this kind of worried me i was like i don't i don't want this to become a trend then i thought about it more i was like hold yeah. on this literally only applies to characters like dante right right magna powerful big magic yeah 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 literally or a reserve high magic idiots that are arrogant right yeah. that's sure. it and yeah. just rely and I thought on about their it. mana pool yeah yeah and it's like this wouldn't work on asta this wouldn't work on a lot of other characters like so it's like mm -hmm. magna like it's like he kind of it's like he became a specialist of sorts in order to defeat Dante, right? He was like, sure. I'm going to disregard 
increasing my overall power, right? My physical stats, my overall magic, because those are things that I can't compete with no matter how much I train, no matter how much I work, right? Yeah. I can't even use rune magic correctly because right. of just how garbage my mana reserves are, right? Well, well I don't so think I'm it was specifically do... about Dante. I think it, I don't think he was, Elian, you mm -hmm. can, you guys remind me um, if I'm if I'm wrong here, but I don't think he was specifically thinking about how to get around Dante specifically. Right. I think that what he was trying to do mm -hmm. was just make it to where if there was an enemy that was above his capabilities, he had an answer for that. And anyone that was Dream, at his yeah. level, anyone that was at his level or below, he could deal with with his own magic affinity in whatever way oh, that sure, he could create sure. it. I think, yeah, no, he I, just I, so I, happened to run into Dante first, and right, that right. that 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 magic that he developed over six months, you know, or six months was just so yeah. happened to be for an opponent like Dante. Right, you know stronger was, than would, him, way stronger than him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I was thinking like they don't even necessarily need to be arrogant, right? Because I was thinking. I was like, man, if he hit my girl Mel Mary Oleona with the soul. Oh, like, oh shit. I'm like, she would beat the brakes off him, but I'm like, hold she on. She would, yes. Would she? But it'd be know? a fair nah, fight. she's definitely a brawler type that would yeah, be like, she would be like, yeah. all right, let's, same let's see who's got more guts now. Mary Oleona's got more guts. He's got more fortification <laughs> because he's stealing half her magic. So even though she's dishing True. out some OD shit, he's yeah. taking it. He is. Sorry, you know it's Mario. I still think Mario wins in the Soul Chain death She's match. got that grit too. Man. Yeah, she's, she's got, got the grit. grit. She's literally she got everything. She's grit. magna on crack, steroids, and whatever <laughs> HGH other performance enhancement drugs moment, you can think bro. of. Yeah, she fucking died on her feet swinging. Not on died, but she I'm sorry. Or yeah, she passed out on her feet swinging on dudes. So it's like I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, Magna, but you got Dante. Be happy about that. But mm -hmm. don't try this and, on Mario Leona G. <laughs> and another thing that makes this feel really good, right, um, is the yeah. fact that Magna cannot do this again. Right. That was a one-off thing. He was yes. preparing this for six months, and to, to do this again would require a lot of preparation. Maybe not yeah. six months, because now he's done so. it once. No, no, I he can't do this anymore. He specifically Didn't said. Say, like, implicitly, like, since we have such a little amount of mana, like, these runes are permanent. No, no, no. They last like, longer. And, and, we can... we, and we've talked about this before. Actually, we talked right. about this in just, the last Black Clover chapter. Around, right. They and, said they, and we, the way that we kind of talked about it, I'm sorry, Nick, the way that we kind of yeah, yeah. talked about it was like everyone with high mana reserves activates these runes and uses a specific spell that burns the runes out because of the magic potency at the time. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. because of the, 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 because of the, um, the slum kids or the whatever they call them in commoners. the series the commoners there we go because of them having such low aura reserves when they activate their runes their their magic output is enough to fry them out so they kind of linger for a while and that yeah. allows you to inspect but not forever them. yeah not forever but that allows you to inspect them and research them and do whatever the fuck you have to do after the application so that right. you can create you know elaborate over time magical effects like these you know what i mean mm -hmm. but he specifically said this is a one-time thing but even though it's a one-time thing it's only a one-time thing because of how much time was put into cultivated yes. he yes. could take six months to create yes. a new spell yes. if he wanted to you right. know what i mean just so not in this arc in this like he, moment, could, he couldn't do this again in this arc. this is his right. moment you know what i mean right. and, yeah. and, right. and now if if tabata wants to give him you know, let his aura replenish in a way to where he can just be regular Magna again throughout the rest of mm -hmm. this fight. I'm sure that would make a lot of sense, but Soul Chain Deathmatch is not coming out again in this arc. Right. Not this arc. Yeah, yeah. I'm he, so confident. Ma Magna definitely said um, a, a few, like a one chapter or two chapters ago that like, this is a one-time attack that took me months to prepare. Right. Um, because the runes do last, he was able to queue them up, right? Put them basically in his, in his yes. pocket. Yes, um, and then And then take Pull them out. Pull them down from them. the cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A super. In, in terms of in, in terms of the runes lingering, 
Mm -hmm. um, a super, super great detail in this chapter. Start at page 11. When Dante, his magic just evaporates, right? He's run out of mana, his magic evaporates. Mm -hmm. But the chain is still there. But right. the chain, you can see little specks, little flecks Dissipating. coming off the chain. Mm -hmm. As you go onto page um, 13, yep. you go to page... 1415 1415 you can see a lot of flex wow the, the chain, chain there's, links there's, there's are links, breaking there's links breaking and then it goes yeah. panel 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 to the very last panel where now mm. the chain has fully dissipated so yeah. magna has been without magic with zero mana for like i don't know 10 seconds and Something and like the, the, the the chain the chain has lingered this entire time so yeah. like the, I, I, beautiful mwah, at the end of the there. day bro like inside of the visual storytelling that Tabata gives us just like nick kind of pointed out inside of the chain links breaking and whatnot throughout mm -hmm. the chapter mm -hmm. at the end of the day bro this is the most satisfying victory this is the most earned victory that i've felt inside of black clover this is the most built up the, it has the most caveats the most conditions the most depth inside of a start to finish confrontation that mm -hmm. i personally had remember inside of black clover and this does wonders for the spade arc because as anyone that has been following the show for any respectable amount of time has noticed we are not the biggest fans of black clover and out of everything else that we review across both of our weekly review shows black clover gets the most slack in our critics or it gets the most flack in our mm -hmm. in our in our criticisms you know what i mean and seeing this situation right now be born from a situation that I was confident we'd never see in Black Clover. I For am sure. so happy to say I'm eating all of those words, G. I got my foot in my mouth. I'm eating my shoes. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you want to say, it's rain on Noxie time because it's delicious. It's 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 <laughs> not only not only am I so happy about it, but I'm so happy that I was wrong in this way because mm -hmm. as much shit that I talk about inside of Black Clover in this segment, it's not like I'm just a black clover hater it it's, mm -hmm. it stems from my want to see black clover excel in the areas that i think that it um that it lacks in you know what sure. i mean so when i say we'll never see this in black clover when i say whatever i'm being cynical and i'm being an asshole or a douche or whatever but at the end of the day i want black clover to do this yes you know right. what i mean and when it does it i'm very happy that i was wrong about my assumptions of it I yeah. want Tabata to win in these ways, especially if we're going to be reviewing it week to week around so many things that we do nothing but praise. We want Black Clover to do these kind of things that we love talking about in other areas of our review. So seeing mm -hmm. it here now is just so beautiful. And I'm happy that I can be excited about Black Clover again, is all yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I think. Uh, yeah, that's all I had. Anything else? That's all Ronan, I had. Ronan, you got anything else for Black mm -hmm. Clover this week? I mean, honestly, just great chapter. Probably one of the yeah. best in a while. Yeah. Um, really did everything Black Clover does well and more, I think. Yes. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I think not really much else to say. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. All right, well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into chapter 313 of My Hero Academia. High speed, long range, mobile cannon. What a title! What a title. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I also saying. like ever since the first time I saw on Twitter, you know that like clip from that rap song where it's like I pull up in that. I don't know if you guys saw that, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this dude just like whipping his car like oh, he OB. It's, yeah, <laughs> like whenever. <laughs> Just to get back to that. Yeah, to get back to that. <laughs> yeah whenever. Low key fire. Yeah, I started this chapter and just saw fucking 
All Might whipping the fucking Hercules, and I was like, oh shit, he's bending blocks out here. Wait a minute. But no, so <laughs> a question that I had was like, so is it how tanky Hercules is that he's that he's, you know, gotten out of this situation? Or and I know that he makes a comment about how tough Hercules is, but another question I had is like, mm-hmm. is All Might just that good of a driver? Because it's like if he is that good of a driver, why? <laughs> You know what I mean? When, how often yeah, do you real. have to drive as a motherfucker who can leap <laughs> cities and you know what I mean? And change weather with a punch. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to right. drive. So yeah. how are you out here, Tokyo drifting and, and, and fast and furious and shit. But I think, I think we can comfortably say like Hercules is just that tanky. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he actually is a strong car. <laughs> right. I, I think I think if you're a, a character like say I don't know Wolverine or the Hulk or, or yeah. All Might, right? Where you can mm-hmm. jump, right? You can jump yes. to another city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still got to be stressful, right? Like mm-hmm. to to perfectly aim that shit would be very difficult. You might land on a building, break it, right. and to have a tight ass car and know how to drive it and enjoy driving it, I think yeah. that makes sense for anyone, really. Yeah, yeah, especially and we don't know how. I mean, like All Might could have been just whipping left and right since he since the end of the that last sure. all for one confrontation where he used the rest of his strength you know what i mean you don't yeah. know it, it, right. it feels weird to say all might after losing his real power decided to put that effort into <laughs> driving <laughs> but I like you never deku needing a ride to his soccer practice <laughs> You know, I will. I will do it. You never know, though. You know, it's a, lot, <laughs> it's a lot of off-screen All Might. You know, so you never know. Oh, funny. But yeah, the resolve we see from All Might is pretty tight, man. Yes. Yo, he still got the hockey. He still got the hockey, though. Oh man. That scene was really cool. Yes. He intimidated those guys (laughs) for sure. Oh yeah. They said now. Could we talk about the death flag there? The pretty obvious one. The 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 day anything happened to that kid is the day I die. I was like, bro, you about to die real quick. Because <laughs> Deku about to get... Listen, bro. De- Deku, like... De- Deku not out here just bodying everybody yeah. he comes across on, right? right? Like, you got to be careful. Yeah, Deku, mm-hmm. is, Deku is a pincushion. Even, even inside of, um, you know, his advancements and his growth... Deku is very much a character that takes a lot of L's before he gets big W's, you know what I mean? And that's been mm-hmm. a part of his character pretty much throughout the course of his life, whether that's inside of his um, inability to control one for all and breaking his body before he knocks out an enemy or after that control and he has full cowling, you know, handled up to a certain degree and he's just fighting someone that much more stronger than him. Like Deku very rarely makes it out of confrontations with no damage and not just no damage, but without significant damage you know what i mean so it it, it really it really depends on exactly what all might means by if anything happens to that kid because everything happens to this kid often (laughs) you know what i mean so i don't know exactly what he means by that but i love how we're in a situation where we don't have to worry about deku's you know where we still have to worry about deku the stakes are still there but it's Mm -hmm. not the same worry since this rebirth you know what I mean? Like Inside of his character. Up. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. now we just have to worry about threats being stronger than him. We don't have to worry so much about his inexperience as much. You know what I mean? Right. So right. so right. that's a cool yeah. situation. 
But de definitely, yeah. like, um, to kind of echo what Ronan's saying here, yeah. right? Like, when, when All Might is saying, the day anything happens to that kid is the, the day I die, he's basically saying, the day anything happens to Deku is the day pigs fly, right? He's, oh, he's sure. saying, he's, he's suggesting it's not going to happen. Right, um, I like that. And the, and the only way he that anything would it. happen to right. him is if I died and I was not there to put my body in front of the gun, you know what I mean? I like that. But... but to, to echo Ronan's point again, um, it could be a flag, you know what I mean? Like, it could be a narrative flag, like, saying, like, okay, this might actually happen sooner than we think. Right. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, I love, I love Nagant, man. With Deku, man. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Eagle. What are you talking about? I was just saying that this, then we move into this dope scene with Deku where he's Yo. zipping through the buildings diagonally trying to avoid her, like, yes. line of sight. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then one comes cracking from behind him. He Right spins quick kicks it out of the way but then gets like kind of gutted by another one right right now this a, is a great, great strategy scene. but like but yes. like not he doesn't know that she has another ability right so right. his his yeah. strategy is based completely on she's a sniper yes. period right and I, and I love how deku has been built up since chapter one as a highly analytical keen yeah. eye for detail Strate kind of you strategist know, yeah. yeah strategist you know what i mean so but in the earlier you know chapters it was used as a supplement for the lack of power and control of his power that he had. You know what I mean? And now right. in this new area of storytelling where Deku has a newfound confidence and understanding of his abilities, we're seeing that analytical nature in a way that he has power to back up. And he's mm -hmm. still shown struggling, but it's still just a completely different Deku while still being inherently the same Deku. And it's great how Kohei can show us that growth while still keeping him at his roots, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, for yeah. sure. I, I love the fact that, like, well, one, the danger sense, the little detail where we have the lightning strike. Yes, I thought that was the really paneling. cool. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, yo, that's crazy. That's, it's definitely becoming more and more second nature to him. I'm like, okay, that's fire. Mm -hmm. But what I also like is, like, Deku, it's crazy how Deku gets cut in the stomach and immediately... He, you know, he gives a little groan, but immediately he goes into, he's like, okay, how, where, why, how yes. can I stop this? Like, yes. immediately. No hesitation. He's like, oh, he's like, I'm dumb. Like, I didn't even factor <laughs> that she could have been given a new ability. And I'm like, hold right. on. Bro, I would have just been plummeting to the ground, like, holding my stomach. <laughs> like, bro, did you really just shoot me? And then he's just, he's over here thinking, all right, how can I, how can I stop Why this? did like, I what? get shot? How yeah. did I get shot? What else does this chick have? And it's like, that. Yeah. those are thought processes. Yep that can only come in a situation like this from experience in war you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's experience in these mm -hmm. kind of situations so you can't so much just rely on the chapter number to say deku has this experience you have so much examples inside of the actual pages that explain why he's able to think this way under this much duress you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's great that we're able to just know that and see that upon reading a chapter like this and that there's not you know too much confusion there as far as why deku is this capable obviously ronan just made a point of what he would do in this situation but obviously this is the main character of the story that we've been following for 300 and something chapters and it makes a lot of right. sense why deku was able to do this in hindsight but yes in the moment when i was reading this for the first time i was like are you really that capable that you're having these thoughts after getting shot in the stomach this shit and it's yeah. and it's not like a direct hole straight in it's one of those ones that might as well be a sword slash yeah. where your guts are Ooh. spilling out you know what i mean like Ooh. it's sliced across him you know what i mean Shoot. so it's like that's more drastic yeah. damage i want to say you know what i mean right. so it is very yeah. crazy to see a teenager to turn the page and see a teenager thinking this you know deeply after sustaining such a traumatic injury 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love um, Deku kind of like strongly replying to the sixth, uh, right? Where he's he's using like the full output of the, of the smoke screen. And, and he comes out and says, like, yo, ninth, like, I already told you this earlier, you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't do this. this you're at risk here. And he basically is like, dude, like, I got this. You I can use it in I, conjunction I'm, with the third. Right. I'm, I'm trying to do this intentionally. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, you stick up for yourself. Deck. Yeah. So not gotcha. only, like, you would expect, that's a great point, Nick, because you would expect these mentor vestiges right. to always have new information for Deku right. to use. But they or to come, always be right. Or to like, always be right. Exactly. The, the 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 ninth comes in and says, what are you doing, bud? Or the sixth, yeah. <laughs> or mm-hmm. the sixth, rather, comes in and says, oh, yeah, he's the, Deku's the ninth. But yeah, but yeah. yeah, the sixth comes in and he's like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, yeah. hey, bro, chill. I'm doing yeah. you and I'm doing him and I'm doing, yes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I got yeah. this, bro. And it's like, okay, yes. Deku has words for them. And yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. And he's like, let, he's like, I was trusted to have one for all now. Let me do, let me do what I got to yes, do. And yes, I thought yes. that was really, I, I like what I'm also super excited to see kind of like fleshed out more is Deku stringing together abilities, right? Yes. And Deku going from using, yes, mm-hmm. him d- dashing into the smoke, using the smoke to set up his next technique. And I was like, that was using really cool. I'm whip to throw yep. everything out of it. Yes. Yeah. yes. 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 And it's like, these Amazing. are things that like the quirk system as a power system, when it's introduced in My Hero Academia, it feels very soft. And it feels uh, soft comparatively to other power systems in the magazine right now and right, in the history right. of the magazine. It seems relatively soft because it's just ability, caveat, and then the glue is that it's a muscle that you have to train and that you can overexert yourself. That's really all that we had for a long yep. time inside of My Hero Academia. And yep. now we're seeing things inside of the dialogue and inside of our understanding of how quirks work with singularities and quirk factors and DNA and applications that show you that it is a lot harder than it than it's than it is on paper. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this, this has a little bit more depth than something that I would call a tried and true soft power system. Like this isn't Harry sure. Potter. You know what I mean? This isn't, yeah, you right. know, any any of the more famous soft systems that we've seen before. Like look at this dialogue here. What does he say? Yeah, I know exactly um, what you're trying you? to do. On page 12, I know exactly what you're trying to do, oh. but you're not proficient enough yet. You've admitted it to yourself. First, figure out how to handle two processes at once subconsciously. You've got that down. You know what I mean? It's like these mm-hmm. are the kind of dialogues and, and, and conversations that you get inside of hard power systems. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But on paper, My Hero Academia is very simple. You know right. what I mean? So sure. it's it's For great sure. to see in the later stages of the of the narrative just how deep the understanding of quirks can be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And so, yeah. the oh, fact go, that go Deku's response Okay. Uh, real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the fact that Deku's res- the, the fact that Deku's response to um like uh, one of the one for all being basically being like you're not skilled enough he's like okay sucks like i, I literally what do you want me to train like i i'm about to die here like yeah, yeah, i gotta yeah. i gotta he's like i'll figure it out right he's like well you know let's test it let's see it's if if i don't do this right i'm getting sniped right right like, that's it <laughs> yeah it's fight or flight you know what i'm saying like i have yeah. to do this or i'm gonna die so let's just see what happens if i throw because what am i gonna do just keep trying the same thing i have been trying and hope right. it works cross my fingers yeah. that doesn't make sense so mm-hmm. I have to try something new. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, what is this quirk? Fajin. Fajin. So like, did anyone look that word up? I did. Yeah, I yeah, did. There's a Wikipedia article on it. 
about like Chinese martial arts and like shooting out like chi chi blasts essentially like okay so it's not clones your... no Apparently. it's not so, clones so what I... this is from the my hero wiki mm. uh this what quirk allows the user to build up kinetic energy and use that energy to release an explosive burst of speed and power mm. so yeah. he's so he's yeah, fainting so... the exit of the smoke to attract the bullet then going back in to the smoke and no, just okay, so no, basically no, no, no. what he, 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 he does is this, right? He uses blasts up through all the Oh, sure, sure. Top. But I guess my question top? is No, no, no. What, you, what Ronan, what how how would you Oh, sure. Okay, so he uses black whip to throw the cape and to throw certain objects out of the smoke, yes. right? Lady okay. Dagnant shoots those. And and if you remember on page uh well on pages 12 or 11 and 13, we see that he's doing he's basically like squatting up and down building up momentum right he's almost sure, charging sure. his legs then we oh. see his legs build up kind of like how p2 does yeah and then launches straight up in order I, to grab her okay so the way that i interpreted this was that like that was like the pumping of his smoke technique like he was pumping out mm -hmm. more smoke because he was kinetically sure. moving the way that he was kind of like gear two inside of luffy where you create sure. the the increase in your bloodstream's production and mm -hmm. and you kind of pump the gear two into yourself you know what i mean and that's kind of like what mm -hmm. i thought at first is that he was just like drastically outputting his smoke with his mm -hmm. like um with his squats or whatever but i love i love that ronan mm -hmm. i think that's exactly mm -hmm. what's going on here yeah and i think that goes back to what eagle was saying at the beginning of the review about how black whip was i think it was eagle w mm -hmm. made the first comment about black whip being used to throw you know different parts of himself out into nagant's field of vision so I, I guess I didn't, so, when Eagle said it at first, or maybe it wasn't Eagle, I can't remember, but it when, was someone said it, yeah. when someone said it at first, I didn't fully grasp the concept yeah. until Ronin reinforced right. it there. So. But he, so, he doesn't jump straight up, though. He, he no. goes into a building and jumps straight up the building. Straight up yes. out the top of it, because yes, of on the page 16, you see the rumble, rumble, rumble. She's looking right. down at the building on yeah. 17. Right. It's clear he breaks out of the top. Yeah, right, that's right. right, right. That's right. Which is even more crazy, right? Yeah. Like it, jumping up in the air is easy. Jumping through <laughs> multiple floors of a building, that's yeah. uh, difficult. That's why I'm so glad. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, why yeah, he yeah. launched himself up and like kicked through all the floors or something, maybe. Right. And yeah. that's why I'm so glad that we that we talk about these things for the first time for real in this situation. Because mm -hmm. like i had a completely different idea of how this chapter went i sure. like assumed clones mm. legitimately and i even said oh that. sure yeah sure. for but a like, second it's... i thought for a second i thought clones too but it wasn't yeah. until this conversation where you know eagle and ronan are like no this is black whip decoys and it's like okay that feels a million times better than clones you know what i mean but at the same time it's mm. like i'm wondering how he's invoking the third here am i forgetting something yeah i, I don't fully understand exactly how it's the thirds or like what Fajin does because right. so how I took yes I, I agree that it's probably Black Whip that he's using to shoot out like the backpack and the cape out of the out of the smoke I kind of assumed in my first reading that like um he was doing the Fajin kinetic energy blast of Chi shooting out the backpack and shooting out oh the cape. oh and, and, that and, and, the and, black... and this black stuff is fajin but right. like it looks so much like black whip it does you know look a I mean? lot I like black it, whip so if it is a chi i just want to say this real quick i'm sorry bronin if this is a chi mm -hmm. situation i just want to piggyback or dovetail off of what nick just said if this is like mm -hmm. a chi situation where it's like i'm going to send a, a, a representative of my aura out in this way to attract the enemy then like obviously it's visual and she's clearly mm -hmm. looking through a scope 
and she can see things escaping mm -hmm. the smoke. But I guess mm -hmm. like if it was like a cheese situation, it could be like, okay, this is this isn't just a distraction. This is an actual body here because I feel quirk aura. Maybe, and maybe they have, and that's a little bit deeper than like what we understand of the quirk, you know, power right. system. I was really you know more like I mean? wind, right? Like just like an energy blast that took the backpack with it or took the mm. cape with it. But it looks so much like Black Whip. I feel it like does. it like, has to be Black Whip. Yeah, but right. Ronan, what were you going to yeah, say? Yeah, what, yeah I go back to what you were saying, Ronan. Yeah. So when you when you get a little bit deeper into like Fajin and what it is is like a martial art, it's basically like a sudden release of energy by like using your body in tandem in a way that you don't. So if you guys remember, the best example I can give. So you know in um, Jujutsu Kaisen, the Mahito and Yuji fight where mm -hmm. he uses the Manji kick, right? Where he yes. releases all of his joints, his hips, his knees, his ankle, all at the same time in order to kick Mahito faster than he would move normally. Yes. Sure. Basically, I would say this as the reverse of that, right? His quirk allows him to build up energy in an unnatural way, right? By basically, um, okay, so imagine you pump something, right? And you keep pumping and pumping it, and then you release it all at once, right? right? Yeah. That's what I think it is. It's basically kinetic energy storage that Deku can use in an explosive manner. And when you combine that with the natural, like physical stats of one for all, you get him bursting through a building at super speed. Oh, so it yeah. could even like play into um, MCU Black Panther vibranium costume, right? Yeah, because similar, if you were, similar yeah. concept. Yeah, because if you look yeah. at the vibranium, you know, suit inside of MCU Black Panther, and I don't know if there's a if there's a direct parallel to this inside of like Black Panther comic book storytelling, exactly. But it, the MCU is what comes to mind originally because that was a factor of the upgraded Black Panther suit in his solo movie, as opposed to like Civil War, you know, or whatever we'd seen him in before that like inside of the actual movie they actually have a point inside of wakanda to say this is what this suit does it collects the kinetic energy during combat and then once you have a certain amount stored up or any amount stored up you can press a button inside the suit that shoots it out at an aoe and affects everything around you you know what i mean so that could because of the passing of chadwick boseman and because of the love for western comics that kohei clearly has it could be a homage in that way i want to mm -hmm. assume that this is a little bit more planned than that you know what i mean than than mcu right, yeah. black panther since this series started long before that movie came out i want to say mm -hmm. I, I don't remember the dates but if that is a homage to mcu black panther in that way then that kohei respect obviously rises yeah, be wild. in that way you know what i mean but wow what a cool mm -hmm. thing to think about mm -hmm. yeah shoot Okay, okay, wait, I feel like we didn't talk about Lady Nagant enough in this the chapter scope, because she, since, yeah. she's here, since she's been here, I feel like we've all been like hardcore simping for Nagant in one way or another, you know what I mean? And and whether that's like purely waifu related or just badass related or just the mm -hmm. emergence of a new strong female character in the narrative, whatever, everyone loves this chick right now, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And the way that we see, because I was wondering why, we were talking about it in the last review about how she doesn't have a scope. You know what I mean? Sure, and how she's sure. just been using yeah. like iron sights essentially. Mm -hmm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like on her, on her shit. And now we're actually seeing that she has to go into a mode where she needs the scope, even though she's a lot closer to Deku mm -hmm. than she has been this entire mm -hmm. time. She brings the scope out for the smoke quirk. You know what I mean? So like that's mm -hmm. really cool visual storytelling, I want to say. Yes, and and a possible explanation like her mission is not to kill deku right That's it's right. to capture him alive right mm -hmm. so maybe the scope here is that because when on say page uh 15 and 16 where she's like shooting 
these clones, quote unquote, they're not clones, mm-hmm. but you know, just the, the, the clothing in the backpack and stuff right. that he's shooting out to, right. to distract her, the distractions, the decoys, decoys, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. word. Really. Um, when she's shooting them, it looks like she could kill Deku with these hits. Yeah. You know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. He's dead. Maybe the scope is I'm aiming for the shoulder. I'm aiming for the knee. I'm aiming for the oh, foot. Oh, making sure that I don't Precise. shoot a fatal shot. Yeah. Right. I right. Love that. You know what I mean? I love that. Mm-hmm. Could be. I think yeah. a, a cool and little detail in, in the Gaunt scene on page eight, when mm-hmm. she hops off the building, she uses the force from the shot of her gun. Yes, to bro. Pew, to propel herself. So oh my tight. God. Great, great mention, Eagle, because yeah. I almost yeah. entirely great forgot spot. about that. And her arm looks so weird because yeah. it's like, okay, look at this panel on eight. Because mm-hmm. everything that we've seen so far has mm-hmm. been her right arm, mm-hmm. right? But if you like, it, look closer... It, it, it looks still, like the left in this one. It, look, it, it not only looks like the left, it's, but it's like, where's the rest of her left arm if it is coming from the right? And also, she has her like whole hand showing on her shoulder on the right side, like carrying the butt of the gun. Well, it's because like it is yeah. her right arm. Yes. But like when, when you put your elbow oh. out... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So if you put it back, now your now your hand is okay. forward. So Great. that's why we see her hand. But like, what is the left? What is arm the left doing? arm doing then? Yeah, stabilizing or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't even. I have not. She's a contortionist. We'll just throw Can that she in make, her kit for sure. I mean, I, I can't even like do that with my arms, River. Um, could it could it be that she yeah. could put both her arms together and have like a higher caliber round or something? You know what I mean? Like, Wait, um, like a bigger like a bigger sniper <laughs> Ultimate Mechamaru cannon, bro. I mean, Wait. what is she doing? <laughs> Oh man! Yo, that's such a cool thought, dude. It could, she could have combined it to add extra force to like propel her. I think it made sense. Like that's why the shot moved her so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, She looks so confident as she's zooming around. Look at that face and the smile. The the smile, the smile did something to me. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was like, (laughs) hey, yo. I was like, that was kind of clean. I was like, yes, okay, yes, Lady Nagman, so I, I might want you to beat Deku here. <laughs> I'm definitely rooting for Nagant as much as possible without like rooting too much against Deku. Like, mm-hmm. I'm literally on as yeah. on the fence as I possibly can be, just seeing how this thing goes. And it's like, I love when an author is able to create that situation. It's like, I, it's like we've been waiting for Deku to be in this mode for so long, and Kohei's mm-hmm. gonna introduce a wholly new character that we root for at the peak of Deku's rebirth stop it you're different bro come on man (laughs) come on man yeah so if you look honestly on page eight again of this chapter and page three of the last chapter Mm -hmm. last chapter okay the weapons are clearly different Okay. So oh. she most definitely can combine her arms and make a more powerful rifle, or do just do different shit in general. You said that page three of the last chapter. Likely. Yeah, when she's holding it straight up in the air, you oh. can see the top of the gun. Yes, and the barrel oh, no. and the handle are actually aesthetically different. What? Which? What are you talking about? So if you look at page three, just uh-huh. look of at the last chapter of the last chapter. Just chapter look at that fully extended arm. Now okay. picture that arm bent like we usually see and just picture that aesthetic. And then if you go to page eight, that's a completely different handle. That's a completely, I mean, it's, complete, it's completely flipped upside down because she's pointing it backwards. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same thing. I don't think so. Like, wait, 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 wait. I see what page, Nick is saying. Yeah. No, 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 no. Page, I see page what eight of the page eight of the current chapter. Oh. On the bottom, down. there's like this, there's this like loopy thing with like little spikes next to her yep. skirt. Yeah, you're right. 
if you look at page three of last chapter, it's on, on the, the top. Side. It's on the it's it's the loopy thing with the spikes going yeah, up or whatever. Down, yeah. But still, like right. think about how that works anatomically then on why we're able to see it. Like, because she is pointing it back. Right, but like now, now take this picture, Nick. Take this panel on on mm-hmm. page eight, mm-hmm. and picture her in the exact same stance as page three of the last chapter. And this doesn't even make sense physically. No, it does. Does She's it? She's pointing it back. She's pointing it and back, it which is why it's up and down. And and then you point it up. All right. Well, maybe I'm just not seeing. It. I trust you though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I, not I seeing it though. I guess I see. I guess yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about. I don't know how to like articulate my maybe thoughts on it. Maybe she's not like, pointing it back in terms of rotating her arm up and down, but rather putting it to the side. I'm gonna trust Kohei and just un- think and just or trust both? that he understands the anatomy. It's the same gun in my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you I'm spit, gonna trust it. You spitting Kohei? You yeah. got it. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm you're doing. Trust you're doing it. I'm gonna trust it. But that was great to bring that up, though, Eagle. Yeah. Page 16, when she's doing the multiple shots, you can see the top better. It's mm-hmm. the same gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But great, 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 great mention, though. Either yeah. way, Eagle. Contortionist confirmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy oh. shit. I don't know. I don't know. Did you guys have anything else for Hero? I think that's about it. No, that's all I had. I feel like we had such, yeah, like, think, dense... Yeah, I think that's about it potent conversations across the board for everything this week holy shit hell yeah well thanks again before we get out of here ronan for pulling up man it was great to have a conversation with you tonight super glad you could pull up to the podcast appreciate you having me Uh, glad to talk about a bunch of anime manga that i really do enjoy fuck yeah hell yeah with that said be sure to slap on a like on the video if you enjoyed it thank you for watching if you did subscribe to the channel for more content every single week And as always, take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to all of our individual uh, social media accounts like Twitter, online communities such as Discord, places to listen to the podcast where you would, you know, wherever you normally enjoy to listen to them. And also ways to support us through our online shop and Patreon. And while you're down there, you can find links for any of Ronan's stuff. You can follow him, subscribe to his channel, all that. And with that said another stupendous episode of the project manga podcast wrapping up i'm your host eagle it's nox nickums ronin sarabada